75 years ago, Ramsey Fairhome opened his doors and has been there for your family ever since. And that's because in 1948, Burton Ramsey began Ramsey Fairhome with the mindset of our family serving yours. Fast forward three quarters of a century and our motto is still our family serving yours. Three generations from Burton Ramsey to Warren Ramsey and Ryan Ramsey and we have no intention of changing the way we do business. And not so much business per se, but service, care, and heart. Death is never easy to deal with and it's never convenient. But when you put your trust in Ramsey Fair Home of Harbor Beach, you receive 75 years of experience that can help you navigate your life before, during, and after the loss of a loved one. So on behalf of the entire Ramsey family, thank you for trusting us when it matters the most. And join us as we proudly celebrate 75 years of serving you at Ramsey Fair Home. For more information or to view obituaries or even order flowers, go to RamseyFH.com. The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banke, Ed Klump, and Kendall Anthes. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The first, piece, the first piece of postseason hardware is on the line, and the stakes of the backyard brawl have never been higher. It's the District Championship, and the undefeated Ugly Bearcats are hosting the 9-1 Harbor Beach Pirates. Good evening and welcome to the Division 8 playoffs of the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional, even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Uh, I see the suits are out, boys. You're all looking good and uh, looking to hand out some hardware tonight. Harbor Beach and Ubley, always a good one. For the fifth time in seven years, Ubley and Harbor Beach are meeting in the postseason. In the previous four playoff games, it's dead even at two wins apiece. With the winner having a solid shot in fast track to Ford Field, the intensity is expected to be at an all-time high. Oh, no question about it. It doesn't get any bigger than this for either of these teams. First game didn't go well for Harbor Beach, uh, looking for a little revenge, but it's lose and go home or win in a clear path to Ford Field. Harbor Beach has lost four in a row to the Ugly Bearcats for just the second time in the rivalry's history. The good news for the Pirates is they're playing their best football right now, coming off of big wins against Beale City and Marlette, allowing just one touchdown combined. Well, we knew with all the underclassmen they start that growth was inevitable, but I believe they've turned a page also, Clark, and that Beale City win opened a lot of eyes in the area. The Pirates' foe tonight, a formidable one. The state runner-up last season with an insatiable appetite to take care of unfinished business. There's no doubt that the Ugly Bearcats will have one goal in mind tonight, destroy their rival and secure their fifth straight district title. It was a dominating win the first time, and certainly they want to do it again to redirect all eyes back on them. And uh, they just don't make mistakes. This team is great in the trenches. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Pirates. It's the postseason edition of the Backyard Brawl, with the winner continuing on the road to Ford Field. Before we kick off the district championship, we'll host our media on table, take a look at other area games, and do a deep dive into the game of the week, Harbor Beach at Ubley. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services, the 75th edition of the Backyard Brawl, Harbor Beach at Ubley, tonight.
Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being presented by Thumb Sailor and Anchor Valley Services. D of Services of Cass City for all your green handling needs. Got a radiator and air conditioning of Maddox. Rainy Sunny Center, 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Countryside Transportation. Here in Auto Parts. Harbor Beach, True Value. Ramsey Fear Home. Our family serving yours for 75 years. Harbor Beach Community Hospital. Elber Insurance Agency of Port Hope in Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach Community Schools. Ubley Motor Service. The Michigan High School Athletic Association. And Sure Health. Better health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcaster Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. Just a week ago, there were 256 teams across the state of Michigan still alive in the 11-player postseason. Fast forward seven days, and that number has been cut in half to 128. And in just short four hours, that number will be slashed once again to a mere 64 teams spread across the Great Lakes State across eight divisions. Locally, Marlette, Sandusky, and Lakers saw their seasons come to a close. That was in the district semifinals, leaving only Ubley, Harbor Beach, Cassidy, and Millington. The Bearcats and Pirates in Division 8, the Red Hawks and Cardinals in Division 7. In eight-player football, only 32 teams get to extend their seasons into the postseason, with just 16 still alive currently. Tonight, Brown City and Kingston face off in the regional championship in Division 1, while Deckerville is on the road against Portland St. Patrick in Division 2 tomorrow at 2 p.m. We'd like to welcome you to the banks of the Cass River tonight for the Backyard Brawl postseason edition between the Harbor Beach Pirates and the Ubley Bearcats. My name is Clark Ramsey, your host for now 13 years on the WLW Sports Network. To my right for the last 12 years has been Dave Hansen. Uh, those numbers get higher every year, and it just it doesn't feel like it's been 12 years. But uh, definitely some good games to keep an eye on. A bunch of local teams still involved, but uh, definitely got my eye on Brown City Kingston. I think that could be a very fun one in A-player football. And we'll have more of those, those details in our next segment. Our director of sports information has been with us for 11 years now. Each and every week, Doug Cole runs the roads from Livonia, Michigan for us to keep track of all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats throughout the game. Doug, welcome back to Ubley. Thank you, Clark. I'm ready for the uh, second edition of the Bar Backyard Brawl this season, and it uh, should be a good game. Good to see you. So that means, where did you stop today? So I stopped at a popular spot here in Ubley, uh, Angelina's, our Huron, uh, our Huron County Brewery, and I had a special guest with me. Oh, boy. Yeah, we, Mr. Ed right there, and uh, it was a great time. Uh, I have a, well, first I'll, I'll Let's see. hear what you had. Yeah, what I had was uh, uh, Caesar salad. With some garlic bread and then a uh, masa chili with meat sauce. See, I thought you were doing really healthy there, and then it just kept going downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, eating with that, look out. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> and with that, we'd like to welcome our sideline reporter for tonight's action, the first time this season, the one and only Ed Klump. Always up for any challenge I throw at him. Well, Ed brings back will be he'll be, brings back all of his energy and be roaming both sidelines tonight to provide some insight into the heat of the backyard brawl. Ed, welcome back to the broadcast team. Great to be here. I missed the quadruple overtime of the Harbor Beach Ubley way back when. I'm not missing another one. Well, it's triple overtime, so you didn't. Was miss it triple? Out. I yeah. thought it was quadruple. Triple. Oh, okay, yeah. triple. Well, and I, it's the Huco Bruco that we were at, and I will say, pumpkin beer, tremendous, tremendous. There. I, I'm actually when. When Doug said that Ed went with them, I'm actually surprised they're here on time. I, I, I am too. Sure I, am too. I, I wasn't aware that they actually serve food. But they have pumpkin <laughs> beer. 
Okay, well, uh, I'll be sure to watch that microphone cover at the end of the night here, because I'm sure that we'll have a few uh, cents there. But in the midst of his seventh season with us, we'd like to welcome back the best spotter in the business and founder of the Dan Banky School of Football Spotting, the one and only, the namesake of the business, Dan Banky. Hey, Clark, thanks for having me. I, I even got out of work early just because Ed was here tonight, and you never know what you're going to hear come out of his mouth, so I didn't want to miss a minute of it. As Ed always says, he never lets the truth get in the way of a good story. That's right. So That's uh, right. welcome back, Dan. And then there's the top student of the Dan Banky School football spotting, our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthos. If we thought Doug's second row view was tough, well, Kendall's might take the cake tonight. He'll likely spend most of the night out in the hallway or maybe down in the concession stand for how long his court is tonight. Yeah, Clark, I'm actually at the stoplight. Um, not a bad view from here. We're going to see what we can do tonight from here. But, uh, yeah, excited to be back. I think we're going to have a good one on our hands tonight. Just to explain what's going on here, Kendall Anthus, his headset normally has about, I think it's about an eight or nine foot cord. I've extended that by another 12 feet tonight. So he literally can range 20 to 25 feet, which is about the whole circumference of this entire uh, tower here in Ubley. So uh, Kendall will be exploring the tower and all the OSB around us tonight. And after tonight, the road to Fort Field will be much, much shorter. It's the District Championship in the 75th edition of the Bankard Brawl, Harbor Beach at Ubley. We are 47 minutes away from kicking off, and you'll hear it right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet on Sports Radio 1021. It's the Backyard Brawl, and it's the 75th edition ever between the Ubley Bearcats and the Harbor Beach Pirates, and we're live from Herp Field on the banks of the Cass River. It's now time for the Meteor Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest miles from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley. At Thompson Chevrolet, find new roads. Join me today from the Hearing County View in the flesh. It's the Josh McDaniels of the Meteor Roundtable, Paul P. Adams, our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. <laughs> The 2003 North American Asparagus Eating Champion and Sideline Reporter, Ed Klump. Our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthos, the top spotter this side of the Straits of Mackinac. Dan Banky and the defending champion of the Meteor Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and so when that time comes, we will deem a Meteor Roundtable winner. And as of right now, Dan Banky snagged his second straight victory and is now tied for first place with Dave Hansen at three games apiece. That in-person spotting has really come in handy for Dan Banky. All that uh, sideline uh, shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've spent $15,000 in in-person scouting. Right, but, right. Uh, yep. that, that also called going to Nashville and oh, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that $200 gift card I give you at the end of the season is really paying off. Yeah. I, think, I think I have a chance. I just got to run the table. <laughs> See, I think I like that's, optimism, that's the optimism we're looking for, Doug Gould. So how it works, each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for this week's feature game of the LW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dan Banky won last broadcast, he will go last. So tonight's order is Ed Klump kicking things off, followed by Kendall Anthus, Paul P. Adams, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and then Dan Banky. Ed Klump, the tea is yours. Well, I think that uh, this is going to be a little closer than the last time they came together. I think that uh, Ron Rubel on defense over there for Harbor Beach 
They've been tightening up the last four games. Uh, they've been doing great, haven't let Beale City go. I'm going to go 32-28, Harbor Beach. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you just got some looks from the <laughs> personnel. In the, I'm going to get out of the tower. And I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Grifka is going to be waiting for you at the bottom of the stairs, so be careful there. So I had Clump taking wow. Harbor Beach by four points, 32-28 to 28, to start the media round table. Kendall Anthes, you got to back top that one. Is that my on? You're my on. turn now. Your, your turn. Um, well, I'm gonna have to disagree with Ed on what's gonna happen tonight because uh, I think that Ugly picks up right back where they were a couple weeks ago when we saw the same exact matchup. I'm taking the Bearcats, 42-15. 42 to 15. So by 27 points for the home team for the Ugly Bearcats, 42 to 15, according to Kendall Anthes, in favor of the Ugly Bearcats. From the Heron County View, Paul B. Adams. The tea is yours. It's good to be back. I, I tried to get some sign stealing last week. It didn't help me. And, <laughs> I uh, wish we I'm could say the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm fired this week. So, but uh, with that said, um, you know it's it's an interesting matchup. I, I do give Harvard Beach a lot of credit. I think they played much better since the uh, since they lost to Ugly. But on the flip side, uh, something has really, really clicked for Ugly since the second half of the Sandusky game. And then you look at Cass City, uh, Montrose, arguably their two best games of the year. I think Ugly is just playing simply better than, than Harbor Beach is. Um, and, uh, you know, I've struggled all week with this score. I'm going to go with the same exact score the first time around, 56-20 to 20, Ugly. 56 to 20, so by 36 points, playing a running clock on the board. According to Paul P. Adams for the Ugly Bearcats, 56 to 20. Dave Hansen, in-game analysis. Yeah, so, uh, Ed, it's always good to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll say that a lot tonight. I'm just going to get it out right away. Uh, listen, Hard uh, Beach, I think both these teams played their best ball. I really do. I just, I, I have... The question I've been asking myself all week is which Harbor Beach team are we going to see? We're going to see the one that stayed focused for four quarters and took Beale City to the wire, ends up beating them, actually beat them most of the game. Or are we going to see the team that gives up 450 yards on the ground and Ubley has to run four plays to walk all over them? Uh, so, again, I think both teams are better than we saw them the last time. But I, I'm on one side on this. I think the Ubley Bearcats win. I, I don't believe the, the, Bear, the Pirates can put together four quarters. The Bearcats just do this crazy good job of – even if the game's close early, third and fourth quarter, they just they haven't lost any any movement motion. They still find ways to dominate the game. I'm going ugly. I'm going big. I think it's 52, 52 to 12. 52 to 12. So you're saying by 40 points and taking the over over Paul P. Adams. So Dave Hansen saying ugly by 40 points, 52 to 12. <laughs> so, Doug Cole, the T is yours. Well, I have to agree with Kendall, Paul, and Dave. Um, I think, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the Harbor Beach Peel City game, but I've heard a lot of great things. Anytime you beat Peel City by, I believe it was doubled, or nine points. Nine points. Nine points. Close but enough. Close enough. You're, uh, I think, you're really good. I think Harbor Beach has definitely improved, especially on defense. However, I think Ubley uh, will be too much. I believe Peruski, I heard, is playing on offense but not defense, or I'm not sure. Well, that's you heard that correctly. Okay, yeah. and uh, but So with Peruski back, I think that's going to be a big advantage for Ubley. I got Ubley winning this game a little closer than what Paul and Dave. I got them win 28 to 8. 28 to 8. Oh, okay. Wow. So by 20 points, 28 yep. to 8. That would be the lowest point total for the Ubley Bearcats all season. So Doug Cole taking Ubley by 20 points, 28 to 8. And that leaks the two week in a row winner, Dan Banky, the best spotter in the business. Go 42, Dan. Do it. Do it, Dan. <laughs> so, so I'm like with these guys. I've been going back and forth on a score. Who will win? Who won't? 
And I go back to the first time Harbor Beach Albee played, and it was a one-score game, and Harbor Beach was in the red zone and got a first down but got called back on a penalty. Turnover on downs, three plays later, Albee scores. Yep. Floodgates opened up, and yeah, yeah. But who knows what happens. They score, it's a tied game. Anything can happen. And then I watch them play Beale City and just totally dominate that game. So I'm like, what are you going to do? So I'm, I'm like, I still don't trust Harbor Beach's defense to stop the trap, but I think it's going to be a lot closer game. Um, I have it being with Ugly winning 35 to 22. 35 to 22. So a 13 point victory in favor of the Ugly Bearcats. 35 to 22 by 13 points, according to Dan Beggy. So the experts have spoken with five of the six taking the Ugly Bearcats, one brave soul taking the Harbor Beach Pirates. That would be Ed Klump, who's taking the Pirates by four points. He's 32. no longer here now. Uh, well, yeah, he's being beat up behind the, uh, the tower here. Ed Klump taking Harbor Beach by four points, 32 to 28. On the low end, Dan Banky taking the Ugly Bearcats by 13 points, 35 to 22. Followed by Doug Cole taking the Ugly Bearcats by 20 points, 28 to 8. Then we move on to Kendall Anthos taking Ubley by 27 points, 42 to 15. Paul P. Adams taking Ubley by 36 points, 56 to 20. And then Dave Hansen taking the over, above, and beyond everyone else. Ubley 52 to 12 by 40 points. Good luck, gentlemen, and may the odds ever be in your favor. It's currently Dave Hansen and Dan Bakey tied at the top of the leaderboard. Now let's take a look at other areas of games taking place tonight, tomorrow. We'll see where it is. We'll start out in Division 7 of 11 player, and that'd be the Cass City Red Hawks traveling to Millington to take on the Cardinals. Millington 10-0, Cass City 8-2. Cass City shut out Sandusky 28-0 last week. First game against Millington since 2021 when they lost 42-19. Millington's undefeated and allowing just seven points per game have allowed just two touchdowns and two field goals in the last five weeks. I have a feeling this game's going to be close for a long time, maybe well into the third quarter, and Millington pulls away. But I, I don't think that this one's going to get out of hand any time uh, during this game. Uh, last week, Millington only led 13 to nothing over Lakers at halftime and put together a good third quarter. I think Cass City's a much better team than that, and they're going to be able to uh, get stops. It's just a matter of can Cass City score enough points. They have had, We've seen them a number of times, and their offense will, it, it struggles at times, and that's what concerns me in this game. But give me Millington – in a close game. I think Millington wins comfortably. It was a good season for Cass City, Greater Thumb West champs. Uh, but uh, to travel down to Millington, that, that's I think Millington was off last week. I think they turned the accelerator on. They're a team to be reckoned with. Um, again, I wish them the best. I hope Cass City wins, but I think that's Millington's game. And the winner of that Cass City and Millington game will go on to play either Montrose or Detroit Central. Detroit Central 5-5, five and five, who beat University of Lickett 42-14 last week. Montrose lost to Ubley. Uh, two weeks ago, 41 to 15, but Bert beat Burton Bendel 47 to 24 to find themselves in the district championship against the Montrose Rams. Any thoughts here, gentlemen? Or do you not care? I don't know enough about Detroit okay. Central to I, I make an educated pick I, on Millington that game. Will, Millington will take care of both of them, I guess. Yes. My thoughts, yeah, so. I think Montrose being at home might beat Detroit Central. That game taking place tonight. On the other side, Napoleon Lou and Christie and Monroe St. Mary and Clinton in Division 7. In Division 8, of course, the game of the week here on the WLW Sports Network. The Ubley Bearcats hosting the Harbor Beach Pirates. Five of the six taking the Ubley Bearcats already. I'll be looking to begin their fifth straight year of making it to the semifinals or beyond. Harbor Beach was tied with Lakers entering the fourth quarter, but won by two touchdowns. Blanked Marlette last week, 28-0. The winner of Harbor Beach and Ubley goes on to play the winner of Ithaca in New Lothrop. In New Lothrop tonight, it's the first time meeting in history between the Yellow Jackets and Hornets. Ithaca stopped a two-point conversion to beat Fowler 28-27. New Lothrop beat Saginaw MLS 41-21. 
Very interesting game. For selfish purposes, I would like to see Ithaca win this game uh, so we can get another game here. At, uh, well, either in at the her event that at wins. field or in Harbor Beach. Uh, so um, I, I was counting my chickens before they hatched. But uh, for selfish reasons, I'd like to see Ithaca. I do think New Lothrop will, will win this game, though. I do, too. I mean, Ithaca barely survived last week, had to make a stop of a two-point conversion to, to hold the lead at the end of the game. Uh, it's not the same old Ithaca by any means. Uh, I think Nolotrup takes care of business there. And the opposing region, this will be the teams that they meet in the semifinals. We have Ishbimin, Iron Mountain, Muskegon, Catholic Central, and Beale City. In eight-player Division One, these are the larger schools of eight-player football. We have the Kingston Cardinals going up against the Brown City Green Devils. Kingston lost two times this season, Adrian Lenaway Christian and... Their opponents tonight, the Brown City Green Devils, back in week number three, 38-20. This is a different Kingston team and a different Brown City team. Brown City had to come from behind to beat Carson City Crystal last week, 22-14, struggling as of late. Yeah, um, ever since Brown City uh, week four, uh, something hasn't quite clicked for them. They played really lights out, maybe one of the best teams in the state uh, after beating Kingston in, in Deckerville on back-to-back -back weeks. But uh, ever since Kingston lost to Brown City, that team has gotten progressively better and better and better. And I think uh, Kingston is peaking at the right time. Kingston's going to win this game, and I really believe Kingston is going to play for a, a state championship. I think the winner of this game goes to the state championship, but uh, I believe it's Kingston. Yeah, you're probably right there, uh, guys, both of you. I know you're picking kinks in there, but uh, I'm going to go with the Green Devils here. I, they've been the best team in eight player. I know they haven't played well, but they're still finding ways to win. They've battled some injuries, which I think is really the reason you're looking for there, why they haven't played well. But give me the Green Devils at home. I think they got a chance to beat Kingston and follow the same footsteps you just said Kingston says. And on the other side, in Region 4, this will be the semifinals next week. They play either Martin or Goebbels. Martin is the defending state champions. They beat Marcellus 44-18. to Goebbels beat Menden 50-18. to Already beat Martin once this season, 53-16 to back in week number four. In Division 2 of eight-player football, one local team, the Deckerville Eagles, at 8-2, traveling to Portland against the Shamrocks of St. Patrick. This game taking place tomorrow at 2 p.m. Deckerville scored in the last 20 seconds to beat their opponent last week to win by six points, have won four games in a row now. St. Patrick, their only loss to Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, 21-20. to a few weeks back. Yeah, I'd love to see Deckerville win this game, but Portland St. Patrick is a is a team where uh, powerhouse. Uh, most dumb teams go to uh, see their seasons end. Uh, I've seen it happen a number of times to North Huron over the last few seasons, and I think, unfortunately, it's going to happen here to Deckerville. Uh, Deckerville has a tremendous offense, but the defense is a little suspect. Uh, give me uh, the Shamrocks in this one. Yeah, uh, we're rooting for the Eagles, too, but... Uh Got to go the Shamrocks there. On the other side, Climax Scots in Lenaway Christian in an undefeated 10-0 against 10-0 and also taking place tomorrow in Region 4. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Harbor Beach Pirates in the backyard brawl on the WLW Sports Network. It's the District Championship in Division 8, and you're listening to the WLW Sports Network. For the 23rd time in school history, the Harbor Beach Pirates are making a run in the MHSA playoffs, and for the 14th time, the Pirates find themselves in the District Championship, going for their eighth district title since 2002. Leading the program for the last 26 years has been Troy Schelke, who tonight ties his predecessor and mentor, Jack Dillon, for total games coached at Harbor Beach. 
After tonight, Shelke and Dylan will be tied with each coaching 286 games at Harbor Beach. Uh, and it's only fitting that they get to play the Elbert Bearcats, True. right? So, uh, Coach Shelke, 197 and 88 win-loss record, winning 69% of the time. Uh, he has 16 more wins and makes him the school's winningest coach. He's had eight 10-win seasons or more, seven districts, five regional championships, five semifinals, and he has one state championship back in 2012. Has gone 29 and 16 in the playoffs, winning 64% of his games and just three and two against his rival, the Ubley Bearcats. Caden Buchholz took over the quarterback position over a year ago after Tan Babcock went down with a season-ending ACL injury in week number eight of last year. Luckily for the Pirate faithful, the program hasn't had to look back since. Making his 13th start tonight now, Buchholz has taken hold of the play caller spot, bringing a dual threat capacity to the position as just a sophomore. That's right, 6'2", 215 sophomore, uh, really settling in at linebacker also. Uh, he's got 86 carries on the season, th just 386 yards, averaging about 4.5 yards a carry. Uh, he's got nine rushing touchdowns to go with that. And through the air, he's attempted 53 passes, completing 28 of them 53% of the time for well over 400 yards and seven more scores through the air. He averages 15 and a half yards of completion. Um, so again, when you watch him run this offense, he has settled right in, but it's the physicality he brings running the football. He hasn't had a ton of carries. I think it's time they unleash him a little more, especially if they're going to hang with the Ugly Bearcats today. Through 10 games this season, Harbor Beach has put together a rushing campaign for nearly 2,200 yards and 33 touchdowns, an average of just over 200 yards per game and six yards per carry. The backfield of the Pirates has a variety of running styles led by their standout athlete, who's also a sophomore by the name of Benson Harper. That's right. Averaging six yards a carry tonight is going to be very tough, but Benson Harper is the guy who they're going to try to get in space. Uh, they're going to have to if they want a chance to win. He's their big play guy, all kinds of speed. He's got 81 carries on the season, 653 yards, averaging over eight yards a carry and nine touchdowns. <clears throat> and then his complimentary backs are definitely Shea Woodkey. He's your fullback. Workload straight ahead. He's the guy with leading this team in carries, 92 of them, 520 yards on the ground, averages about five and a half yards of carry and seven touchdowns. And Rogan Messing, another sophomore, is your change of pace back. Uh, he had a big game against Beale City. He's a guy that's earned more carries as the season goes on, and they need that because they need more options that threaten the defense. Rogan Messing has helped sear that up with four weapons on offense for Harbor Beach. To add to Harbor Beach's 2,200 yards on the ground, the Pirates have brought in 32 passes for 500 yards and seven scores. They haven't had to rely on the passing attack as of late with the sudden establishment of the run game, but when you're up against the Ugly Bearcats, you'll need everything you can throw at them. Much like the running game, their aerial attack is also led by Benson Harbor, who accounts for 70% of receiving yards. That's right. He's got 14 catches on the season, 350 yards and six touchdowns, averages 25 yards a catch. The rest of the team has 18 catches, just 150 yards, and only one touchdown. And uh, Dustin Emmerich is that guy. He is a junior, five catches, 67 yards, and has that touchdown. A guy that's kind of come on. As of late, Skyler Cruz, a big target at 6'3", another sophomore, has a couple catches in the last few games. But, it again, the offense and the big playability, the back-breaking defense is Benson Harper. If they can get him loose, that's their best chance to win this game. On defense, Harper Beach is allowing just 13.3 points per game, their fourth best defense in the entire Gratham Conference. And they haven't allowed more than a touchdown in their last four games, including a shutout last week. 28-0 in Smarlett. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll discuss Harper Beach's longtime foe for tonight's district championship, the Ubley Bearcats. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network.
Over the course of the last four seasons, the Ugly Bearcats have played 16 playoff games, with tonight being number 17. That's just one game shy of two entire extra regular seasons that the Bearcats have gained an experience over their competitors, something that cannot be underestimated. During that entire span, there's just been one man at the top of the program. It was just recently named the Detroit Lions Coach of the Week in the state, Eric Sweeney. Yeah, Eric Sweeney done a fantastic job. Head coach in 2020, has won 44 games and lost just five times, winning 89% of the games he has coached. That means he has won three Greater Thumb East Championships, three district championships, and three regional titles, just to name a few. When Eric Sweeney took over the helm of the program, it was in the shortened COVID season that began in week number four, and he made quite the move, naming a freshman as the starting quarterback for the LB Bearcats. Everyone believed in the decision, but was still interested how it was going to turn out. Fast forward four years, and Evan Bruski has become a household name, making his 45th career start at quarterback tonight and is one of, if not the, winningest player in Ubley school history. Yeah, and keep in mind, he has missed four games this season, missing the last three straight, but still, uh, he is still the guy that can break one. He's the guy that attacks the outside, takes the top off of defense. He's got just 37 carries, but they go for 425 yards uh, on the season. Three touchdowns, averages 11 and a half yards per carry he's even attempted 12 passes completing seven of them for another 200 yards and a couple touchdowns to boot it comes as no surprise that ugly has one of the most success this season from their rushing attack just as they have done ever since jerry herp took over this program back in 1963 some 60 years ago in 10 games this season the bearcats have rushed for 3383 yards and just 368 carries resulting in 60 touchdowns for those keeping the score at home, that's an average of nine yards per carry and a touchdown averaging every six carries. Now that is a head coach dream. Oh, that is not bad at all. And Candid Peruski is the guy that sets the pace for the running game of the Ugly Bearcats. Candid Peruski at six foot two ten, uh, senior, first year at running back. He he runs with a ton of ferocity. He just up the middle, runs people over. Uh, he is not afraid of anyone, and that he sets the tone for this offense because guys like Luke Vollmering, Seth Maurer, and Colin Ozentoski benefit from that, working off of it. And again, they have run over everybody, and it's the unit that themselves, led by Cannon Peruski, they have been unstoppable. Ubley has attempted just 22 passes this season, completing 13 of them for 388 yards and five scores. What's more impressive is that the Bearcats are averaging 30 yards per reception as a team. Yeah, they get big plays. When you run it that good, it's easy to go play action. They have had some success, and actually it's Brett Mueller, uh, known for his kicking, has been the beneficiary of those receiving. Uh, nine catches, 300 yards. He's got four touchdowns. Ryan Lehrman and Luke Vollmering are the other guys to keep an eye on in the passing game. Defensively, you won't find a better team in the Greyertham Conference in the Bearcats. In fact, it's the sixth-best defense of the remaining teams in all of the Division Eight playoffs. Altogether, Ubley has given up just 13 touchdowns in 10 games this season. Yeah, in six of those games, they allowed a touchdown or less. Only one team has scored three times on them this season. Happens to be the Harbor Beach Pirates. We are 13 minutes away from kicking off the playoff edition of the Backyard Brawl. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Ubley Bearcats and Harbor Beach Pirates. It's all in your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. As the crow flies, just 16 and a half miles separate Ubley and Harbor Beach High Schools. For those making the trip tonight from the shores of Lake Huron, it's a 21-mile journey across M142 to your choice of Parisville, Verona, or Ubley roads. Then turn the car in the direction that feels like a heated rivalry. Just be sure to avoid the beat trucks heading to the Ruth or Verona piling grounds. In regards to school size, we have the smalls and third small schools in the Gratham Conference. I'll be at 182, however, reach at 213 in high school, according to the MHSA figures. So if by going by student enrollment, it's however, reach by 31 students. Tonight is the 75th time that Harbor Beach and Ubley have met in the gridiron, 75, but just the sixth time in the playoffs. They first met in the playoffs in 2007, which was a 25-20 victory for the Pirates, and they followed that up with a 30-22 and a 28-26 triple overtime win in 2017 and 18. Then in 2019, Ubley turned the tide, grabbing the district title 34-20 in Harbor Beach, and then another win in 2021, 35-6 in the first round of the postseason. Offensively, Ubley is the top team of the Greyertham Conference and, in fact, the second-best offense of the remaining teams in the Division Eight playoffs, scoring an average of 47.3 per game. Harbor Beach comes in at 31.4, so on offense, it's Ubley favored by 15.9. Defensively, Ubley boasts the best defense, giving up the just nine points a game through ten games a season. Harbor Beach with the number three defense in the conference at 13.3, so on defense, it's Ubley by 4.3 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. Their confident line, unless it's wrong, are colleagues at the Ohio State University in Central Michigan Sideline Security and Sports Wagering Department. Set our factory in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location. The spread for tonight's game sits at ugly 15 and a half points. Today is the 300th day of the year, meaning it's just 65 days until the new year. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuned in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, perhaps reliving the 2023 Major League Baseball season, which leads me to this week's trivia question about the World Series. Ah, yeah. time for that. Let's do it. Yeah. It was on this day, seven years ago, in 2016, that the Chicago Cubs captured their first World Series title in 108 years, defeating Cleveland in Game 7 after trailing the series 3-1. to one. In the last 20 years, it still remains the most watched World Series. Dave, question number one, what was the average viewership of the 2016 World Series? Well, I'm, I'm sure that one was over 20 million. I just don't know how much. I'll just say 20 million. 23.4 million viewers. In comparison, this year's Game 1 of the Rangers-Diamondbacks was the least-watched World Series game ever, even less than the 2020 COVID series with no fans. Question number two, Dave, is what was Game number 1's average television audience? <laughs> I don't know the exact number, but I did see uh, some numbers online. It was like 8 million. It was, it was, it was down. Yeah, 8.5 million viewers, but it gets worse. Game 2's audience actually shrunk to 8.15 million. And then Game 3 said, hold my beer, and brought in an average of even less at 8.13 million viewers, the lowest viewership average of all time. The largest World Series average audience average came some 45 years ago, back in 1978, with an average audience size of 44.2 million, over five times the size of this year's World Series. Dave, what two teams played in the 1978 Fall Classic? Uh, to have that many viewers, it would have to be the Yankees would have to be one of them. Okay. Um, you're saying that's right? Yeah, that's okay. right. So then I would go with the, one of the next 
best, biggest markets, and I would go just guess the say the Dodgers. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, good, good, good logic there as well. New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was a rematch of the year prior, with the Yankees taking the series in six games. It featured names like Reggie Jackson, Tommy John, Dusty Baker, Ken Clay, Catfish Hunter, and Bucky Dent. And speaking of another fall classic, the Backyard Brawl, Dave, are your three keys to tonight's game? Uh, well, let's start with the visiting team, the Harbage Pirates. I, I think if they could just simply compete in the trenches, I think they can keep this game close and have a have a reasonable chance to win this game. On the other side, if you're the Ugly Bearcats, you have to be ready for the play-action pass. Harbor Beach, doesn't matter if they come from the spread, if they're in the tee, the play-action pass is right there at the tip of the tongue at any point in time, first down, second down, doesn't matter. You have to be ready for the play-action pass. You can keep Benson Harper and those big plays down. You can smother them out <clears throat> and utilize your strong defense and running game and dominate the football game. But it's all this game to me is all about big plays, whether it comes on Ubley's running game, a, a trick play, a passing play that we don't expect. For Harbor Beach Pirates, we know they need the big plays, but if, Harbor, if Ubley's the one who gets them all, it could be a long night for the Pirates. Current conditions in Ebley, Michigan, 53 degrees with cloudy skies. We have some sprinkles already tonight. They're calling for a 17% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the west-southwest at 7 miles per hour and gusting up to 13. Visibility at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is rising at 30.0 inches. And the dew point is at 33 degrees. It feels like it's 50 degrees out. Humidity at 50%. Sunset was, well, about 35 minutes ago at 620. And we're currently in a waning gibbous moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. Today, sunrise at 810, sunset at 620. So on November 3rd, 2023, we have 10 hours and 31 minutes of daylight. For those keeping score at home, we have lost three hours and five minutes since the season began just 11 weeks ago. Three hours, five minutes. And as a reminder, daylight savings time ends this Sunday. So we fall back an hour on Sunday at 2 a.m. Obli won the toss, elected to receive. Your officials tonight in the white cap, your referee, Joel Vigna. Umpire, John Schweighoffer. Head linesman, Mike Rusin. Line judge, Tom Malu. And your back judge would be Brandon Robertson. It's a beautiful night for football. These are the moments every kid can dream of, especially for from Harbor Beach or Ubley playing for a district championship. One loss between the two teams. And it's time for one quick short break, and we'll return with your starting lineups right here on the LW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Dan Banky, Doug Cole, Kendall Anthes, and Ed Klump with your call tonight from the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan. We're about two minutes away from kicking things off here in the district championship between the Ubley Bearcats and the Harbor Reach Pirates. And now we listen in to PA announcer here, Rick Glaza, from Ubley, Michigan, as we have our playing of our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. The privilege of this event was made possible by those who have fought and continue to fight for the freedoms we enjoy. Let us now honor and respect their efforts and our country. Please rise and turn your attention to the north end zone and our nation's flag. Civilian gentlemen, please remove your hats. All veterans, we encourage you to render the appropriate salute. And everyone able, please stand at attention, placing your hand over your heart. Let's join the Ubley Bearcat Band and friends, including alumni and band parents, under the direction of Mrs. Jennifer Nickel, 
as we pay tribute to our country with a performance of the Star-Spangled Banner. As you may have heard, Rick Glazatunk, alumni nice and friends of the band, as, well, frankly, half the band is on the way to Brooklyn, Michigan right now for the state finals of the cross country. Finals for both boys and girls. Took half the band with them, and I love that. Calling on everyone in the local community. Let's take you through the starting lineups. We'll start out for the Ubley offense, since they won the toss, elected to receive. At center, Caleb Ratcliffe, he's a senior, a six foot, 285 pound senior, number 62. Left guard, Skylar Smith, 5'10", 185-pound junior. Left tackle, number 76, Mitchell Foote, 6'3", 270 pounds, and his senior on the tight end. The left side, Brett Mueller, 6'2", 210-pound senior. Brett Mueller is three extra points away from tying the all-time record of most career extra points in MHSA history. He can tie it with three. He can take it outright with four PATs tonight made. Right side of your line, right guard, Austin Gettner, a senior, 6'2", 195 pounds. Right tackle, Aiden Kohler, 6'1", 195 pound junior, number 63. In the tight end, the right side, Ryan Lehrman, a 6'2", 185 pound senior. Your quarterback, Evan Bruski, back. He is not starting quarterback in the last, I think, three games. And he's back in the starting lineup on offense tonight, 5'11", 185 pound senior. And tonight, he's making his 45th start under the helm for the Olympic varsity. In the backfield, Seth Maurer, Cannon Bruski, and Luke Vollmering. Luke Vollmering will be your left side halfback. Cannon Bruski in the middle at fullback, and your right side will be Seth Maurer, a six foot, 195, 90 pound senior. And Seth Maurer has been coming on hot. He's a third leading rusher, 81 carries for 500 yards and 12 scores. Start with Luke Vollmering's shift to quarterback, and in the last three games, 213 yards and seven scores on just 33 carries. On defense, not too bad either. 40 total tackles, 26 solo. In 14 assists. Harbor Beach kicking things off. Number 80, Skylar Cruz. He's the tall glass of water for the Harbor Beach Pirates. He's a six foot, 375 pound sophomore. Plays tight end as well as cornerback on defense. As the kicker made a field goal against Beale City to put them up by nine points, two possessions, which was unneeded with the Harbor Beach shutting down Beale City in that game. Harbor Beach in their road white uniforms, black jerseys, a traditional white helmet with a black face mask, kicking off right to left across the radio. Ubley in their home, all black uniforms, black helmet, black face mask. And this kick comes in at the 10-yard line. It's muffed off the face mask. It comes all the way out to Cannon Bruski at the 20-yard line, and he pushes his sh lower shoulder across the 25 and finally brought down at the 27. 
So when all's said and done, it will be a seven-yard pickup for Cannon Bruski on special teams. First and ten for the Bearcats. Left, right, across the radio. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Andrew Kabat. So we are under the lights, obviously, to start this game. I don't know if you got a little light in the eyes or what, but it was Colin Ozentoski back there. And as you guys, as you said, right off his face mask, right off the helmet, bounces upfield right into the arms of Candon Peruski, who picks it up and uh, trucks forward for a little bit and uh, doesn't get a huge return, but it could have been devastating right out of the gate. Instead, Evan Peruski and company will come on the field. Harbor Beach with four down linemen. It's a handoff this time to Seth Maurer coming through the left side of that line. Gets out to about the 29-yard line. Four stop, or stopped by Caden Buchholz, inside linebacker, as Harbor Beach showing five really realistic linebackers in this game. Middle linebacker, Shea Woodkey, Caden Buchholz, and Jackson McGlincy inside linebackers, and the cornerbacks doubling as linebackers tonight. Yeah, and we've seen this look earlier in the season, well, just a few weeks ago, and uh, the big change is Jax McGlinsky is off the off off the defensive line, and they're asking him to play outside linebacker. So obviously the speed could be a factor, but he's a good tackler, and he has good vision. He's another big body that they can help fill these gaps and try to stop the trap. Another handoff to Seth Maurer, and he pushes the pile forward for about four, maybe even five yards, down to the 34-yard line. Caden Buchholz brings him down, brings up a third down and manageable third down and three for the LA Bearcats at their own 34-yard line. Yeah, good play there again, but Harvey's defense so far bending a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Uh, forcing the Ubley Bearcats to do what they've always wanted to do, get three yards and go to the next play. But they've been getting six, seven, and eight yards on every defense. This is a good start for the Harbor Beach defense. Third and three coming up. A third and three, and it's a handoff this time to Luke Vollmer. He's close to the first down marker. Forward progress is going to stop at the 38, a yard beyond the line to gain. When they needed three, they got four before Harbor Beach's Matt Geiger defensive end brings him down. And it's going to be first and ten. Move the chains and a third down conversion for the Elder Bearcats. Marching down the field. Ten and a half to play in the first quarter. Still scoreless. This is great for both teams. If you're Harbor Beach, you make this change at defense. You're giving up carries of three and four yards. It's already better than any defensive set you had the last time these two play. And for the Ugly Bearcats, this is what you want to see in the playoffs. You don't want to gash another team and rest your starters at halftime. You want to compete and get ready for the next game. Seth Maurer gets the handoff, finds a gap in the middle of the left side of that line and gets out for a first down for 11 yards when all of a sudden done all the way out to the 49-yard line and stopped by Benson Harper. Free safety for the Harbor Beach defense. Move the chains on a first down for another first down right at midfield. Yeah, maybe spoke too you soon. Too soon there, Dave. <laughs> That's the third carry for Seth Maurer. The exact same look right to left between the left guard and the left tackle and that time he gets between them, makes one cut back to the middle of the field and he's dragging linebackers for another first down for the Bearcat offense. T formation Evan Bruski settles under center, three men backfield behind him, straight T, no chaser, and it's another handout to Seth Maurer. This has been the go-to play of the game so far for the Bearcats. He gets cross midfield into Harbor Beach territory to the 49, but nothing further as Caden Buchholz grabs his third tackle of the night against Seth Maurer. Gains of two, second down, eight to go from the 49 of Harbor Beach. Yeah, just a two-yard gain, and so you're already seeing four carries for Seth Maurer, three tackles for Caden Buchholz, so that's the guy that's trying to fill that role, and three out of four times he's done a good job. It's Seth Maurer has gotten him the other time. So I'm not sure the strategy of attacking Caden Buchholz other than he plays quarterback, so you want to wear him down early, but it's they're setting you up. They're always ready to set up the next trap. Cannon Peruski hasn't had a carry yet. It's only going to be a matter of time where they work in the other guys. 
T formation, and it's a handoff this time to the right side to Luke Vollmering trying to find the seam, and he goes down for maybe a gain of a yard out to the 48, has tried to cut the corner, and there's Rogan Messing to meet him there. He plays cornerback outside linebacker tonight for just a gain of a yard at the 48 of Harbor Beach, then he get down to the 41. Third down, seven to go for the Bearcats. Yeah, so the one, another benefit they have by putting four down linemen and five linebackers is they can spread out and try to put more guys three yards off the line of scrimmage and attempt to fill all those gaps naturally and those fifth guys they can play outside the tackle outside the tight end so when they get blocked out of the play if they try to go around them they have the leverage to cut that down and that's exactly what Rogan Messing did doesn't allow the sideline third and seven it's a handoff to Cannon Peruski and he's gonna be stood up at the line of scrimmage actually for a yard loss at the 49 yard line big man for Harbor Beach 52 that is Keegan Nowiski defensive tackle six foot 200 pound senior and he brings him down for a loss of a yard at the 49 is this go or no go zone for the Ubley Bearcats I don't know if Ubley knows they don't punt the ball they've never they don't ever punt the football. Uh, again, with eight yards to go, you're already in Harbor Beach territory. I, I can see Coach Sweeney going for it, but I have the best defense in the conference. I have no problem putting this football away and, they're and going for trying it. to win the field position battle early in this quarter. Fourth and seven. Potentially going for the hard count here. 7.40 left in the first quarter. There's the snap. Rolling to his left. Looking pass downfield. Wide open is Brett Mueller. He lets it fly. And he brings it in. His knees down at the 27-yard line as he got behind the coverage. And Brett Mueller completes on the fourth down conversion on the complete pass from Evan Peruski. Moved the chains down to the 27 of Harbor Beach. A great throw by Evan Peruski. Again, missed the last three games. The reps have been limited. Luke Vollmer has been running that play. But if you're Harbor Beach... That, it just cannot happen. When he rolls out, you have to assume he's got the ability to run, even though he's not 100% healthy, but he can certainly throw the football. There's nothing wrong with that arm. Skyler, Skyler Cruz has the underneath coverage. He's there to make sure he doesn't run, and it's Brett Mueller that slides in between him and, and Benson Harper of Harbor Beach, and it's an easy throw and catch wide open and a big play for Ubley and move the chains. Wing T to the right from the 26 of Harbor Beach as a handoff to Cannon Pruski up the middle, and he lowers his shoulder all the way down to the 20-yard line before he is stopped by the Harbor Beach front line there. A gain of six, leading the charge. Dustin Emmerich out of the secondary, bringing down Cannon Pruski. Second down, four to go, and we check in with Ed Klump on the sidelines. Ed? Ed, Ed, what is the what's the feel on the Ubley side? Well, Ubley, they're Harbor Beach playing that four-man front, actually stopping some of the run. They know they took the sail the wind out of Harbor Beach's sails with that with that pass. I, I tell you what, now I think they're going to run it right down their throat here. Second down and four from the 20 of Harbor Beach. A handoff to Cannon Peruski. He has forward progress. Looks like he has the first down or very close to it at the 16-yard line. Tackle made by Caden Lawhorn for the Harbor Beach front line. One of those four down linemen tonight. Move the chains. First and 10 from the 16 of Harbor Beach. 0-0, 6.52 left in the first. Oh, I think Ed is spot on. That is a devastating play and a young team. Don't forget, Harbor Beach starts a ton of sophomores on both sides of the football. The key now is how do they react to giving up that big play because the strategy has worked. Ubley hasn't seen fourth down and eight all season either. So your series, the plan worked. You have to stick with it. Shake that one off and try to get back to stuff in the run. Cannon Peruski gets the handoff, and he's all the way down to the 10, maybe even the 9. They're going to mark him down at the 10, brought down by number 10, Benson Harper, for a gain of six on the play. Second down and four upcoming for the Ubley Bearcats at the Harbor Beach 10-yard line, knocking on the door. This drive already, six minutes long. Harbor Beach's offense has not been on the field yet. That classic, classic Ubley offense, just holding the football, 
running it down your throats when they need a big play. Their quarterback, four-year starter, Evan Peruski, makes that throw down the field to move the chains. And now, as soon as they get back under center, they move a running back over to the tight end. They offset that, that wing tee a little bit, and they have just run very successfully, six yards a crack or more since that. Wing tee to the left, and it's a handoff to Cannon Peruski on the left side, and he's going to be met at the original line, but on a second effort, pushes the pile forward all the way inside the 10, and finally brought down at the eight-yard line. That could have been for no gain, but Cannon Bruski's legs kept churning, and Caden Bukholz will be brought credit for that tackle. And now it brings up a third down and short. Third down, about two and a half to go. Five and a half left in the first quarter. Still scoreless. Yeah, good job by the Harbor Beach defense there. Like I said, they stood up Cannon Bruski. They actually had him right at the line of scrimmage, but he is such a force. If you, do, you don't finish that tackle, he will spin, fight, claw, do whatever he has to do. Gets a couple yards, and now third down and two, and it's go time for the for the Ubley Bearcats. This is where they want to be. Splitting the hash marks. Wing T to the left. It's a pitch to Cannon Pruski on the left side. He cuts up field, and he's going to looks like he has the first down. Yes, he does. He's all the way down to the five-yard line for a three-yard pickup. Caden Buchholz with yet another tackle for the Harbor Beach defense. Move the chains. A third down conversion. First and goal to go from the five. Yeah, so for Harbor Beach, Caden Buchholz making a lot of tackles. Again, they, they are attacking that left side. Ubley feels like they have an advantage on that side of the line. But if you're those linebackers now, you got to continue to creep up. I, I know the pass play makes you feel like you have to get back on your heels a little bit. You have to creep up because instead of allowing three and four yards, you have to get in there and gamble a little bit that you can make tackles for one and two yard gains and try to get this Ubley Bearcat behind, offense behind the chains. Four and a half to play here in the first quarter. We'll welcome all of our listeners from Lansing, Iowa, Brooklyn, Michigan, and Cabo San Lucas, Mexico tonight. Hand off to Seth Maurer. Lowers the shoulder down to the goal line. Is he in? No, he stopped at about the one-yard line before Ford Progress is stopped. Second down upcoming. It looked like he had the momentum there for a second before. Number five, Shea Woodkey stops him in his tracks. And second down, goal to go as Michigan fires Connor Stallions. That's the breaking news right now. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, you're um, welcome. <laughs> that was a good... <laughs> What Shocking. really matters is that was a good run by Seth Maurer. I, I don't know how he didn't get in. It was stood up right at the goal line, but he gets four easy yards, stood up, momentum stopped instantly, but second down and goal from the one. I pick a number. I'll go with 21 here. I think gets into the end zone now for the Bearcats. Evan Bruski enter center from the one-yard line. Second down, goal to go, taking his time. And out to Seth Maurer. He's in, standing up, untouched. Touchdown, Ubley. With 341 left in the first quarter, the Ubley Bearcats strike first. It took over eight minutes to march down the field, but they do it methodically, and they do it to plan. And the Bearcats are on the board for 6 nothing with 3.41 left in the first quarter, and Brett Mueller trots on to try the point after. A vintage ugly Bearcat drive. What we've seen in the old days, whether they were good, bad, or indifferent, long, slow drives, controlling the pace of the game, running most of the time, finishing the drive off with a touchdown, devastated defense, take a seven-point lead, and... To your point, Clark, first quarter is almost over, and Hard Beach hasn't even held the football yet. Weighing the snap, Brett Mueller. The kick is up. It is has the distance. It has the accuracy. And now he's just two extra points away from tying the all-time MHSA record. It's 7-0. Ubley leading the Harbor Beach Pirates with three minutes and 41 seconds left in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Forty-one left in the first quarter, and the Harbor Beach Pirates strike for or the Bearcats strike first as the Pirates waiting the kick from Brett Mueller. 
63 plays, 60, felt like 63 plays, 63 yards, 15 plays, 8 minutes and 19 seconds off the clock, 5 first downs, 2 for 3 on third downs, and a 1 for 1 conversion. Capped off with a Seth Maurer one-yard dive into the end zone. Brett Mueller with the PAT makes it 7-0. Obli leading the High Reach Pirates as Brett Mueller's kick goes through the back of the end zone for a touchback. So it's 20-yard line start for the High Reach Pirates. Right to left across your radio for the orange and black of the east side. Coming out in the spread formation, two wide to the left, one to the right, two men in the backfield on either hip of Caden Bukholz in the shotgun. 341 left in the first quarter. Away in the snap, and there it is, and it's going to be a handoff to Shea Wood. He cuts up field, and he has nowhere to go. He gets out of, somehow back to the original line of scrimmage and out to the 21-yard line before he's stopped by middle linebacker Cannon Bruski for the defense of Ubley. Second down, nine to go. Yeah, I, I like the decision to start out in the spread with two running backs because you keep Benson Harper out wide where he obviously draws a double team most of the time, and then with the growth of Rogan Messing the last couple weeks, he deserves to have a shot in that backfield. And now Caden uh, Buchholz can run read option, has different guys to hand it off to. There's always a lead fullback. Typically you'll see Shea Woodkey doing that. It, it just brings a lot of versatility to the table and tries to spread out a defense that is extremely solid, especially in the trenches. Same formation, two to the right, one to the left this time. Caden Buchholz has time to run. Now he's going to run it for himself. He has positive yards. He's at the 25, out to the 30. He has the first down, and he's forced out of bounds at the 31-yard line. So a 10-yard pickup on the quarterback keeper as the play broke down. No receivers were open and actually going to mark him down to the 32-yard line for an 11-yard pickup. Caden Buchholz moves the team on his back and moves the chains. Tackle made, tackle made by Seth Maurer. I didn't have enough time to list all the options that the spread yeah, no has. Kidding. That is yet another one. Caden Buchholz can run the ball very well. He may not be the fastest, but he is physical, and but he reads the defense well. The defense did a very good job in the secondary. Nobody was open, so he does the next best thing. Steps up in the pocket, still nobody there. Takes off and runs. Gets our first down for Harbor Beach. It's a handoff to uh, Shea Wood. He almost fumbled. He's around the edge and across the 35. And they say tackled inbounds of the 37-yard line. Tackle made by Ubley's 32. That would be Colton Oswald, cornerback junior for this defense. Gain of five, second down five to go for Harbor Beach, moving the ball surprisingly well. Yes, and for those at home who didn't get to see that, Caden Buchholz struggled with the snap. Handed it to Shea Woodkey. He bobbled the snap. Uh, it, it was very scary for the Pirate fans for a very, for a big moment there. But gathered themselves. The play was blocked well, and Shea Woodkey gets to the sideline. It's a nice five-yard gain on first down. Splitting two wide each way. Now Shea Woodkey keeping company with Caden Buchholz. No one else in the shotgun. Right to left cross your radio. Looking to pass. Looking downfield to the right side. This one's going to be overthrown. Pass was intended for Benson Harper at the 47. Falls incomplete. No one around otherwise. And falls incomplete. Third down and five from their own 37. Zone defense for the Ugly Bearcats. Trying to take away the above and below. Try not to get beat deep, but try to take away the easy throws. Uh, that was a pretty easy throw. The protection was good, but Buchholz lets it go and just overthrows the receiver. Uh, Benson Harper goes eight yards down the field, plants, and comes in towards the middle of the field. He's wide open, and uh, it's just a complete miss throw by Buchholz on time, but over the head of a wide open Benson Harper. New Lothrop takes the lead 8-0 with two minutes left in the first quarter. Katie Buchholz on the keeper on a third and five. He's streaking upfield. He has the first down across midfield and tackled at the ugly 49-yard line. Actually going to mark him down right at the midfield for a 13-yard pickup and brought down by Ubley's Aaron Weber. Out of safety, a sophomore. Move the chains for the Harbor Beach Pirates right to midfield. 
Yeah, Aaron Weber are going to get a ton of playing time tonight because they're going to need extra defensive backs with all these wide receivers on the field for Harbor Beach. But that is the, the beneficiary of the spread offense. That's where I think this team runs the football the best is when their running backs get a head start and it's read option and Caden Buchholz, they have to trust that he makes the right read. He does. The running back was stuffed. Buchholz keeps it for himself. That defensive end and linebacker bite on the handoff, and when it's not there, Buchholz replaces him, and it's a big run and a first down with the ball at midfield. Back to two men in the backfield out of the shotgun. Back to pass. Has time. Now lets us fly right down the flats, and it's brought in by Skyler Cruz at the 34-yard line. Now they say it hit the turf. Falls incomplete. Pass was thrown as Skyler Cruz reached out and laid out for it. Falls incomplete to the 34 Incomplete, second down and 10 from midfield. One minute remaining in the first quarter. 8-7, nothing, Ubley. Good protection for Caden Buchholz. He makes a good throw. It's a little low, but Skylar Cruz is open in the middle field, has a step on Seth Maurer. The important part for the Ubley Bearcats, Benson Harper was double teamed deep down the field. Nothing there. Uh, so, again, if you're Skylar Cruz, it goes low. It's just one of those things where the ball hits the ground, but it was right there, and a chance for another 10 or 15 yards easy there for Pirates. Ends up second down and 10. Caden Buchholz on the keeper, comes to the near sideline, cuts up field, loses footing, and falls at the 49 of Ubley for just a gain of a yard. Credit goes to Seth Maurer on the tackle. Third down and nine upcoming for the Pirates of the Ubley 49-yard line. Less than minutes play here in the first quarter, 7-0 Ubley leading. Yeah, he plants there, and the foot goes right out underneath him, slips right down. I'm not sure he'd have got too many more yards, maybe a couple, but those couple yards were big because now it's third down and nine, so if you're Ubley, you can blitz here. You could drop everybody back, but you have to be aware that Caden Buchholz can run the football if you play prevent defense. Timeout called by the Pirates with 29 seconds left in the first quarter on the W and Little W Sports Network. 7-0 Ugly. Seven-nothing, 29 seconds left in the first quarter. Ed Klump, what do we see on the sidelines? Well, it's really been a game of momentum shifts. So that deep pass to Mueller earlier really kind of broke the back of, of Harvard Beach. Ubley was even able to run the ball better. They need to get a first down here to keep some momentum. I retrace in a third and nine. Caden Buchholz rolling to his right, looking downfield to throw. Nothing there. Now lets it fly. And this one's going to be overthrown. Is there going to be a flag thrown? No. It was Benson Harper going up against number nine for the Ubley defense, Aaron Weber. A lot of contact there, none called. <laughs> Troy Schelke is giving an earful to the side judge over there. Falls incomplete, fourth down, nine to go. Well, he's giving him an earful because the side judge was 30 yards away from the play on his sideline. He was The receivers were way down the field. There was a ton of contact the entire way down uh, to the point where at the end you finally see Benson Harper literally just lift the hands of the defender off of him to try to get downfield. Now, the ball was definitely overthrown, but you could make a case that that contact prevented him from having any chance of closing the gap on that ball. Uh, so anyways, we'll call it good defense. It was definitely a lot of contact down the field, but just got to be aware that they're going to let it play. You better be ready to do it on both sides. And now it's an interesting decision here for Howard Beach. Already down seven. Basically the same scenario for Ubley, right? They were fourth down and eight, went for it, and got the first down. Howard Beach going to try their hand now with the ball just inside of midfield. Two wide to the left, one to the right, splitting the hash marks. A little bit of low snap, but he gets it off. Caden Buchholz looking downfield, lets it fly right down the middle to Benson Harper. He goes up for it, brought in by Benson Harper at the 13-yard line, converts on fourth and nine from midfield, and all the way down inside the Ubley red zone, down to the 13-yard line. A 36-yard reception from a leaping Benson Harper, and tackle made by number 
five. Colin Ostentosky's lovely defense conversion on fourth down keeps Harbor Beach's offense on the field. Well, as Caden Buchholz plants that foot and makes a decision to throw, in my head, I, I'm surprised he didn't take off and run. I thought there was a lot of room to run. Would have been a safer bet at a first down. But he heaves it downfield, underthrows it, but high perfectly because that allows Benson Harper to gather himself, leap up for the football, and uncontested makes that catch in front of Colin Ozentoski. End of the first quarter, 7-0. Ugly leading, but high reach knocking on the door. At the W, at the W Sports Network, 7-0. Ugly leads. Are you ready for it? On to the second quarter with a 7-0 ugly lead. But the Harbor Beach Pirates knocking on the door. Ed Klump, what's the feel from the sideline? Where are you? Well, I was actually jumping in the stands. That's exactly what the doctor ordered for Harbor Beach. They needed a deep play like that. Uh, momentum shift for them. We'll see if they can get it in here. 12 minutes remain in the first half. Best fishing crew we've seen out here. Phil Gernavich nowhere near the field tonight. 7-0 ugly leads. Harbor Beach on the field and hand off to Shea Woodkey gets down to about the 11-yard line, maybe actually out to the 12 on the WLEW Sports Network. 7-0. Harbor Beach knocking on the door. Gets from the 13 down to about the 11-and-a-half-yard line. Gain of yard and a half. Second down, eight to go, we'll call it. Left or right across the radio now. Trailing 7-0 to Yeah, Good job by the Bearcats. Just getting their feet back underneath them. Very similar story here. Big play on fourth down conversion. Both teams have them on their first drives, but the LB Bearcats, and not too worried about it. They get right back in the trenches and stop that first down run out of the spread from the Pirates. Just a one-yard gain on the play. Second down and long for the Pirates coming up. Second down, eight to go. 11-15 left in the first half. Two wide to the right, one to the left, splitting the hash marks. Caden Buchholz with a running back on either side of him. Rogan Messing and Shea Woodkey, low snap. Has to scoop it up, and he's going to be brought down, ripped down way back to the 24-yard line. As Luke Vollmering got out of the backfield and ripped down Caden Buchholz, and he is rolling on the ground. The starting quarterback, and looks like got rolled up on, and this could be a, a sore back, could be a injured neck, it could be a lot of different things. And not exactly what Harbor Beach is looking for as they're knocking on the door with 10.57 left in the first, first half. No, this is absolutely not what you want to see for Harbor Beach. I mean, no team ever wants to see an injury, but uh, uh, to have your quarterback and by far leading tackle, linebacker on defense. Uh, that could change the momentum of this game in a hurry. So Cruz working on Caden Buchholz on the field. I'd be the family tandem of Ryan and Warren Ramsey out there tonight. As well as Eli Caban from Sure Health. Other area scores. The winner of this game goes on to play either New, Luth New Lothrop or Ithaca. New Lothrop 8, Ithaca 6. And Cass City strikes first against Millington. Six nothing at the end of the first quarter there. And plenty of fumbles, it seems, between Cass City and Millington. Harbor Beach will be facing a third and a ways to go. Be about third and third and twenty-one from the twenty-two yard line. Get down to about the three yard line as crews are still working on Caden Buchholz here. We'll take a short break. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network.
10.57 left in the first half. 7-0 Ubley leading. Harbor Beach in the, was in the red zone of Ubley, but after a sack, ring, rips down Caden Buchholz back at the 22-yard line. Caden Buchholz shaken up and injured on that play. He's now sitting up. Or he's actually laying down. I'm blocked here. Moving his arms. That's a good sign. Not exactly what you want to see, especially for a young player, a sophomore, Caden Buchholz. Dave Hanson, your thoughts here? Yeah, not going to pretend to be a doctor. We'll uh, no. we'll see what they what they do here. They're obviously being extra careful, which would lead me to guess it's it's a little higher than a back, uh, somewhere near a head injury, maybe. Because again, when you picture that he, Luke Vollmer grabs him by the jersey, you know, completely illegal, and uses his own body weight to pull him down. And when he pulls him down, he rolls on top of him. There's a, there's a chance that he banged the back of his head against the hard turf out there. Uh, but the, he is sitting up now. But they are still. Again, being very cautious, and that's absolutely the right thing to do, just in case you just don't know. So he's now sitting up. 10.57 left in the first half. 7 nothing Ubley. Ubley's first drive, 8 minutes and 19 seconds down the field. Harbor Beach started their own 20. They get all the way down to the 13 of Ubley as they made a huge pass from Katie Buchholz down to Benson Harper on a fourth down conversion for 36 yards. Benson Harper on one of three targets tonight. Bringing in the key key catch there on fourth down. Pushes him down there, and then a second down turned into a disaster as Caden Buchholz still sitting up on the field at the 24-yard line. With 10.57 left in the second quarter. And now he's upright and looks like he's going to walk off under his own two feet, but very gingerly as they're taking all precautions here. Eli Caban from Sure Health and Active Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine, as well as Ryan and Warren Ramsey from Eastern Here and Ambulance Service on the field on the Harbor Beach sideline. It's been the case for quite a few years. And it is now raining again. It's Friday night, so that means it's raining. So Caden Buchholz goes off the field, and this more than likely will put Benson Harper at quarterback. Can he throw it to himself, Dave? Uh, he could try. <laughs> Better chance that um, they run the football a lot more. Again, we were at a game where we did see a trick play where Benson Harper threw the football and made a good throw. I think the ability is there, but I don't think probably it's going to be we need to stop the run. And if they make a great throw, well, good for them. Back to pass. Now Benson Harper's going to keep it for himself. Across the 20, still on his feet. Cuts the corner at the 10. Still on his feet inside the 10, down to about the 8-yard line. That's a heck of a run for Benson Harper, the quarterback now. Tackle made by Aaron Weber. So from a third and 19, and now we have a timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates. Now they're actually saying the Ubley Bearcats. It's going to be they singled Harbor Beach's way, but it looks like a timeout Ubley. With 10.37 left in the second quarter, Harbor Beach is going to be facing a fourth down, looks like about four to go, inside the 10-yard line of the eight. They get down to the four-yard line. Yeah, so same formation, two running backs, on one on each side of Benson Harper, a direct snap. He fakes the handoff to his running back, Shea Woodkey, 
and then drop back, plants for a split second, looks right down the middle of the field like he is going to throw it, and then instantly takes off to the right. And uh, one thing you can say about the spread offense is you do get the football deep behind your own line of scrimmage, and you can see the field. And he obviously saw a lot of green grass, way more than he normally sees at any other time, took off and run. And you can see what he is like in open space. Again, one change of direction is so good. The top speed doesn't stop and he gets around the sideline and a, again, a third down and very long becomes fourth down and very manageable. And it didn't take long for Eric Sweeney to come on the field and call timeout saying, guys, if he's gonna throw the football, let him throw it. We cannot let him take off and run and make it that easy. You have to stay home. I'm sure that's what the timeout is all about. Fourth and four from the eight yard line. Both teams with two timeouts remaining. 10.37 left in the first half. This is just the second drive of this game. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Benson Harper at quarterback. Rogan Messing to his left. Shea Woodkey to his right. There's a snap, bad snap, rolls to his left. Quarterback keeper, and he's going to be upended. And he's not going to get, he breaks out of that, and he's going to be brought down for a loss of about two yards. Cannon Peruski stopped him in his tracks. And it's going to be a turnover on downs. They're going to say four progress had him back to the original line of scrimmage at the eight-yard line. No gain on that one. And more importantly, though, the Ubley defense comes up with a stop and turnover on downs for the High Reach Pirates. It's 7-0 Ubley with the ball. Absolutely great defense by the Ubley Bearcats. As always, bend, don't break in this scenario. And when you take Benson Harper out of the passing game, they allow the big run and a veteran timeout by Eric Sweeney. Says, hey, they're going to run the football with him. He needs to be our number one priority. And they stop him on fourth down to take over here. It's a handoff to Seth Maurer. He gashes him all the way across the 20 down to about the 22 yard line. Brought down by Rogan Messing. Of course, Caden Mukal is a key linebacker for this defense as well. He's off the field. First and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats marching. I say Caden Buchholz being off the field completely changes what happens, not only on offense, but on defense, too, as Harbor Beach has to shift players around. John DeMock's going to come on in that position where Caden Buchholz was. It's a handoff to Seth Maurer again down to about the 29-yard line for a 7-yard pickup. Stop made by number 47, Dustin Emmerich, for the Harbor Beach defense out of the secondary. A big chunk gain there for the for the Ubley defense. Offense, second down, three yards to go for the Bearcats. Yeah, Jonah, Jonah DeMock is going to come on and take that spot and that five-man linebacking crew here for, for Harbor Beach. Big runs for Ubley. If you notice, they break the snap, hustle the line of scrimmage, snap it quickly, hoping that Harbor Beach, again, trying to get communicated, get settled in, not allowing that to happen. A couple good runs here to start this drive. Second down, three to go. Handoff to Cannon Peruski up the middle, and he goes nowhere, and he's actually going to be Tackled back at the 29-yard line for no gain in that one. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey, middle linebacker. Brings him in for no gain. Third down, three yard to go from the 29. Much better job there by Harbor Beach. As soon as Cannon Peruski gets the football, he is hit right at the line of scrimmage. No chance, no gain on the play. Bring up third down and three for the Bearcats. Just the second drive for Ubley tonight. Nine minutes remain in the second quarter. 7-0 Ubley leading Harbor Beach. Right to left across your radio. Straight T. Third down, three yards to go. And off to Luke Vomering. He has the first down, and he's finally brought down about a yard beyond that. Out to about the 33-and-a-half-yard line. Gets it by a yard. A gain of four. Tackle made by Rogan Messing. Move the chains on a third down conversion from the Ubley Bearcats. Harvey still continuing to shuffle around those linebackers with with Caden Buchholz out. Uh, now Keegan Nowiski is in there now. He's playing in that, that linebacker spot now. Just again shuffling a defensive lineman out to get 52 Nowiski there in the linebacking core. But doesn't seem to matter. The Ubley Bearcats keep 
plugging away, get another first down, getting themselves away from their own end zone and driving the ball down the field. It's a handoff to Cannon Persky. He's met at the line and bounces, falls forward for a gain of a yard out to the 35-yard line. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey once again. And we have a timeout called by the Ubley Bearcats with 8-16 remaining in the first half. 7-0 Ubley leading the Harbor Beach Pirates at the WLW Sports Network. Second down and nine for the LB Bearcats, leading 7-0. We throw things down to Ed Klump on the sidelines. Yeah, without uh, without uh, Buholtz in the middle there, it seems like the Harbor Beach's plan is to just shoot Woodkey right through the middle, try to clog things up. Second down and nine. Thank you, Ed Klump, on our sidelines tonight. 8-16 remain in the first half. Had a handoff to Seth Maher around the edge. No one out there to stop him. He's cross midfield. One man to beat, and Skyler Cruz forces him out of bounds to the 34-yard line for a huge run. From the 35 across midfield, and they mark him down at the other 35-yard line for 30 yards. For Seth Maurer and the Bearcats, they are marching down the field for their second score. 8.08 remains in the second. Does anybody get better results after a timeout than the LA Bearcats? <laughs> no. I mean, they instantly call timeout, get the fourth down stop they need. They don't like the run series that they have. They call timeout. What happens? They go to Seth Maurer, attach the outside, get a big 30-yard run, and just like that at the 35 of Harbor Beach and driving. Hand off to number 30, Seth Maher, around the left side. He's going to be in a gang fight there with number 10, Benson Harper, and he pushes him all the way across the 30 down to the 29 for a six-yard pickup. Second down and four. This is the ugly offense we've seen and known for many years. Again, going away from the middle. They react to that. Shea Woodkey coming up the middle, making that stop. Then fine, we're going to do that. Then we're going to bounce it outside and attack these, those outside number four, number five linebackers at Harbor Beach. And so far, Seth Maher making him pay in the last couple carries. Second down, four to go for the Bearcats at the Harbor Reach 29-yard line. Right to left cross the radio, Evan Bruski under center, three men backfield behind him. And off to Seth Maurer, finds a seam, and he pushes forward to the 25 before he's stopped. That's going to be right at the line to gain. Tackle made by ben, uh, Dustin Emmerich for the Harbor Reach defense. It's going to be very close. It's a four-yard gain regardless, and there looks like they're signaling to measure. Now they're going to say... Now they're moving the chains. And we have a timeout called by... No one knows exactly what's going on here. The chains have moved already. They didn't signal. Caden Buchholz is on the sideline throwing right now for the Pirates. That's a good sign for them. And... And they're going to say move the chains, start the clock, and we're rolling. First and ten for the LB Bearcats at the Harbor Beach 25, this side of the 25. Left side, working off the left hash. Three men backfield for Peruski. Hand off to Luke Vollmering. He lost his footing in the backfield and comes down to rest at the original line of scrimmage of the 25-yard line. Dave just, Hansen heard, haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> well, trying to figure out if it was a first down or not, if somebody yeah. called a timeout or not, is not easy when everything is happening and nobody knows it's happening. But, uh, again, just uh, it's about time they reverse or the other way to Vollmering, and as soon as he gets that opportunity, they run away from Maurer on purpose. Again, trying to get Harvey Shaleen one way or the other. As soon as Vollmering plants and cuts, he goes right to the ground, had a chance for a nice gain on the play. The old turf monster gets him, second down and 10. 
Ruski under center. Once again, same formation from the 25. Hand off to Seth Maurer, and he pushes the pile forward down to about the 20-yard line before all said and done. Where That's where Shea Woodkey was able to stop his progress after a five-yard gain. Third down and five from the Harbor Beach 10-yard line, and Shea Woodkey is slow to get up. And that's not exactly what the Harbor Beach defense needs to see. Their other inside linebacker slow back to the huddle. Yeah, no question about it. That is literally the second base and shortstop of their defense up the middle. Got to have him in there. He's the one that's got to help plug up that hole. Again, you still see Harbeach shuffling these defenders around. But we saw a couple plays with Benson Harper, linebacker. They instantly throw him back in the deep secondary, move Skyler Cruz up to that outside linebacker spot. Hand off to Seth Maurer. He has the first down. He's still on his feet at about the 13-yard line before four progress is stopped by three white jerseys. And getting the credit would be number 52, Keegan Nowiski, as well as Skyler Cruz. Dustin Emmerich slow to get up now. Probably hitting hard and getting first downs in tow. First and 10 from the 13. And just another good run by Seth Maurer. They go back to attacking the outside right where Skyler Cruz took over as that outside linebacker spot. And uh, he's unable to bring him down until it's another first down. Seth Maurer goes for the left gap, and he gets to about the 13-yard line. They say four progress down to about the 12 before he was stopped by Seth Nowiski, defensive end for the Outreach Pirates after a gain of a yard. Second down, nine to go from the 12. Yeah, there's a lot of running room there. And Seth Maurer just runs right into the arms of Seth Nowiski there. One-on-one -on -one blocked. He's able to get that one arm out while being blocked and stop the momentum of Maurer, bring him down right there for a short gain. Uh, that was one where Seth Maurer has got to recognize that. Kick to the outside. Uh, his offensive tackle had him blocked. He kicks it to the outside. We might be talking about a touchdown. Instead, it's a one-yard gain for the Bearcats. 4.20 left of the first half. 7-0 Ubley. Bearcats knocking in the door, and there's motion on the on the front line. And this is going to be a false start disco night on the ugly Bearcats. This is going to push them back from a second and nine to a second and 14. So, Dave, put away the nine-yard gain, bring out the 14-yard gain here for the ugly Bearcats. Yeah, that doesn't change the offensive game plan at all, Clark. But uh, I'm not sure what happened there, but Evan Peruski come out of the snap a little bit, stood up a little bit, and that threw everybody off because when he stands up and comes back, the play's going. So everybody started to move. Uh, you can call whoever you want there for, for a false start, but a very uncharacteristic penalty. Uh, but, again, they've been in a hurry-up. They get on the line of scrimmage, they snap the ball. That's the way every play has been on this drive. So, obviously, um, not very, not ready for that. It's going to cost the Bearcats five very important yards here in the red zone. Dimock sits down. Caden Buchholz back out there for the Harbor Beach defense. Second down, 14 to go. Wing T to the right, working off the left hash. Evan Bruski under center. Far left side for radio. Hand off to Caden Bruski. Taz three jerseys with him. He's down to about the 10-yard line. Going to mark him down to the 10-and-a-half as Harbor was trying to strip that ball. It's a gain of about six on the play, maybe even seven, down just inside the 10 for a seven-yard gain. Third down, seven to go for the LA Bearcats at the 10 of Harbor Beach, trying to tag on their second score tonight. Perfect game plan for the Bearcats, right? You see uh, Caden Buchholz come strolling back on the field. Where does the football go? They go Cannon Peruski and run right at him. Uh, again, just test him, test him right away, and he gets a lot of help. Dustin Emmerich, Matt Geiger, company, a whole bunch of LB Bearcats, or uh, Pirates trying to stop that run, but it's a big run, and now third down is manageable here with seven to go. Third and seven. It's a handoff to Cannon Peruski. Has a, lowers the shoulder, blast through, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Ubley. Cannon Peruski from 10 yards out rumbles his way into the end zone. And the Bearcats find the end zone for the second time tonight. It's now 13-0 with two minutes and 57 seconds left in the first half with an extra point on the way from Brett Mueller. 
And Big that, score for the Bearcats. That all comes back to the timeout you saw at the beginning of this drive when the run game up the middle, because of what Shea Woodkey was getting into the backfield up the middle, was blitzing and bringing pressure from that middle linebacker spot. They simply switched and started to run off tackle. They did it four or five times on that play. And the final time was Candon Perusi on the left side, and he had blockers to seal that edge. He runs into Skylar Cruz at the two and pushes him right into the end zone for his first score of the night. PAT is up, and the PAT is good, but there's a flag, and this very well could be a false start on, on the Ugly Bearcats. If it's false it start, is false start. It, it's on Brett Mueller. There was, a, there was a little stutter step there before he took off. So we will try this one again. I would say every other any other kicker in the career of the conference, it's going to be if you can make two in a row, but Brett Mueller, my oh my, he's, he's maybe, nearing that MHSA record. Maybe, maybe any other high school kicker in the state, Clark, uh, would probably would have to try something different but for him distance isn't the problem at all he will he will still probably land this ball near the track or on it cannon brewski with a 10-yard run into the end zone for the second score of the night makes it 13 nothing after a false start probably will try the extra point brett Mueller picked this one from his own 15 for a 25 yard point after attempt there's the snap. Kick is up. It has the distance. Is it through? Yes, it is. Brett Mueller with another PAT. And it's now 14-0. 2.57 left in the second quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Left in the first half, Benson Harper brings in the kick from Brett Mueller from the 10-yard line all the way out to the 30 for a 20-yard return. Harper Beach will have a 70-yard field in front of them, but they're trailing by two possessions to the Ubley Bearcats, 14-0 to the Ubley Bearcats. As Ubley strikes in their first two offensive series this evening. And, and Harper Beach drove right down the field as well. They get inside the red zone and then get, get sacked. Your quarterback gets hurt. Uh, they're saying it's a back injury, which is why he is back into the game. That is obviously not a head injury, which we, we feared at one time. So good for them. I'm sure he's sore, but glad he can come back in. And we'll see uh, if he can generate some points here. Much needed for the Pirates. Throwing downfield to Dustin Emmerich, and this one's brought into 40. He's down to the 30. It's a foot race to the 20, the 15, the 10, 5. Touchdown, Harbor Beach on the first play of this series. They're into the end zone for a 70-yard strike. Caden Buchholz to Dustin Emmerich, his first reception in a whole lot of yards. His first reception since the Ubley game. What else? Ev Dustin Emmerich puts Harbor Beach on the board with 2.39 left in the first half. Uh, it's a great throw. They run play action right away on first down. We've said that before. They are unafraid. I said at the beginning of the game, they are unafraid to throw play action at any given time, and it's right after an injury he comes back in. Play action pass deep downfield. Ryan Lehrman, one-on-one, man-to-man coverage, and Dustin Emmerich just runs right by him. There's five yards between the two, and Caden Buchholz hits him in stride. A pretty ball right on the money, and it's a foot race that Emmerich has a five-yard head start, and he beats him to the pylon for Harbor Beach's first score of the game and a much-needed score for the Pirates here before the half. Skyler Cruz going for the extra point to make this a seven-point game. It has the distance. It has the accuracy as well. It's 14-7. Harbor Beach responds with a one-play 70-yard strike into the end zone to Dustin Emmerich. It's 14-7. to 7. 
I'll be leading the Harbor Beach Pirates on the WLW Sports Network. Two thirty-nine left in the first half, and we ourselves a one-possession ball game, fourteen to seven. Ubley leading by seven, but Harbor Beach responds to Ubley's second score of the night with a seventy-yard catch from Caden Buchholz. Just came back from injury, throws it to Dustin Emmerich in space, and he runs it in the rest of the way for the strike. The PAT from Skyler Cruz makes it fourteen to seven. Harbor Beach scores in just eighteen seconds. Yeah, it's just like that. And that's uh, the Harbor Beach offense that we were talking about. They're, they're young. They're going to make mistakes, but they have played better as the season went on. Uh, again, completely upsetting and surprising everyone beating Beale City two weeks ago. And this team is on a roll, and they can compete with Ubley. And just, again, four series, three touchdowns so far. That gives Ubley the one-score lead. Skylar Cruz's kick comes into Colin Ozentowski at the eight-yard line. He gets all the way out to about the 28-yard line for a 20-yard return. And tackle made by number 17 for the Harbor Reach special teams, Tanner Andrzejewski, the junior. First and 10 for the LB Bearcats with two minutes and 34 seconds remaining in the first half. Now we got ourselves a ball game, guys. So 14 to 7. Harbor Beach scores on the first play of their series, but now the question is, did they score too quickly? That's Obviously, true. you take points whenever you can, but two and a half minutes, and Ubley, Ubley's offense on the field, they have a chance to reclaim a two-score lead. Especially when Seth Maurer breaks out of two tackles and he runs out of bounds of the 42-yard line for a 14-yard gain and stops the clock with two minutes and 28 seconds left in the half, leading by a score and trying to tack on another score before this half is over. Yeah, for Harbor Beach defense, again, where's the counter? We've seen the counter to the counter to the counter so far in the first half. Ubley now attacking the outside, trying to use Maurer and get around the tackle. They come right back to it. No change for the Pirate defense, so they allow a, not only a nice run, but they allow him to get out of bounds. Seth Maurer gets the handoff, and Rogan Messing's there to stop him, but he breaks out of that tackle and is finally down to the 45-yard line for a three-yard gain. Caden Lawhorn will be credited for that tackle for the Harbor Beach front line. And a three-yard pickup for Seth Maurer, who lets this clock roll under two minutes when we have our next snap. And Rogan Messing's right in the backfield, makes that first hit, but... Seth Maurer just bounces right off him. If Rogan Messing got to, got him wrap up that tackler, but he slows down the momentum, allows Lawhorn and company to come make that tackle for just a short, maybe two-yard gain. Straight to you, Evan Bruski, staying in the pocket, back to pass, throwing downfield, and it's down to Brett Mueller. He has Benson Harper beat, and he can bring it in. It's a fight for it. The flag flies at the third, at the 18-yard line. And it's going to be a pass interference regardless on Benson Harper. Benson Harper, after the tussle with Brett Mueller, brings it in after about a 15-second wrestling match. But this is going to be a pass interference, and they're going to say completion for Brett Mueller. Perhaps, as Ubley responds, as Brett Mueller comes out of there with the <laughs> excited to the near sideline. A minute 50 left here in the first half. So this is going to be a pass interference on the defense. That penalty is declined. The catch is good for Brett Mueller. Move the chains into Harbor Beach territory in the red zone of the 18-yard line. A huge reception for Brett Mueller. Oh, it's a great catch in coverage, but Benson Harper trusting his speed too much underestimated how far Evan Peruski was going to throw that football. He almost dared him throw it over his head, and the dare, the bluff was called. He has to utilize his speed and stay with the receiver, not let him get behind and, and bait him to throw it because Brett Mueller, and that ball is perfect, Brett Mueller goes up and gets it, and trailing behind him, 
is Benson Harper. He gets an arm up in the middle. Again, he isn't able to get turned around, so that's where the contact at the when the ball gets there, that's where the pass interference is, is called. It doesn't really matter. Brett Mueller makes a phenomenal catch in traffic on Benson Harper, and now it's first down and goal. Excuse me, first down inside the red zone for the Ugly Bearcats with a minute 50 to go still in this half. Evan Bruski two for two through the air for 63 yards, all going to Brett Mueller, who had a 40-yard reception in that last one. Straight T, first and 10 from the 15. It's a handoff to Luke Vollmer around the outside, and Caden Buchholz brings him down at the 11-yard line, maybe even the 10 for a five-yard pickup, and keeps the clock rolling with 90 seconds left here in the first half. Second down, five to go for the Bearcats, working out the right hash, far left side of the radio, 14 to seven leading. Except for the LB Bearcats, time management is all part of what they do. Control the game, control the pace, and then watch the clock and draw it down to right where you want it before you score. So for the LB Bearcats, not in any hurry. A minute 15 to go on the clock. Settling under center here is Evan Peruski. Second down and five. Evan Peruski hands it off to Seth Maurer. Finds a gap in the left side out to for about maybe a few yards. Maybe down about three, maybe even four yards. Caden Lawhorn on the stop down to the six-yard line. Gain of four, third down, and a yard to go for the Bearcats. Less than a minute to play. Yeah, just physical style football. Again, running right up the middle, right into the teeth of that Harbeach defense. That Harbeach defense has been on the field for well over 15 minutes in this game. Almost the entire first half, it feels like. And now third down and one. Perfect scenario for this Bearcat offense to grind out a couple yards and continue to run the clock down. Peruski, no hurry. There's the snap. Handoff to Seth Maurer around the left side. He's somehow stripped from behind and brought down to the five-yard line by who else? Shea Woodkey. He has the first down. Stops the clock momentarily to move the chains. First and goal from the five with 31 seconds left. Ubley has one timeout remaining. Now in the hurry up. Clock starts to roll here. Evan Peruski under center. And it's going to be a handout to Seth Maurer on the left side. And he's going to score. Seth Maurer strikes for the second time tonight. And puts on the third score for the LB Bearcats tonight with 20 seconds remaining in the first half. It's now 20-7 to with an extra point on the way as the LB Bearcats respond to reach a score with a score of their own. Just a flawless drive. They needed that deep pass down the field, but once they got it, then it was cruise control. Time management is just second to none. They, they get the first down. You can see Evan Peruski say, give me the call. We got the first down. They get under center. And as soon as it's time to run that clock, they are under center as a unit, ready to go. Harbor Beach getting into their stance. A ball's already snapped, and Seth Maurer's around the left side before they know it hit him, and it's back to a two-score lead for the LB Bearcats. Brett Mueller awaits the kick, and it is up. It is through the uprights, and Brett Mueller has tied the all-time MHSA record for career PATs of any player to play football in the state of Michigan. Tied all-time with 207 all-time for Brett Mueller. It's 21-7 with 20 seconds left in the first half on the WLW Sports Network. Seth Maurer, five-yard dive into the end zone, or I should say a saunter into the end zone, puts Ubley up by 14 points with 20 seconds left in the first half. And Ed Klump, what do you have for us on the sideline? Well, I'll tell you what, Buchholz comes in, makes that big pass. Harbor Beach seems like the momentum is going to shift to their side. They are up, and then that big play downfield by Ubley, just an absolute crushing play. Uh, we'll see if Harbor Beach can stay up in this game. 
The kick from Brett Mueller bounces seven yards into the end zone. Thank you, Ed, on the sidelines there. Ed Klump roaming both sidelines tonight for us. As touchback for Brett Mueller and the Bearcats will put Harbor Beach on the field with an 80-yard field in front of them. 20 seconds remain in the first half. Shot downfield. I don't see why not. Uh, It's more expected now, right? The LB Bearcats are certainly going to play back in hopes to lure in Harbor Beach to run the football. But uh, for Harbor Beach, it's win or go home, right? So you're down two scores. You've made it a one-score game, had a chance to go to the locker room down one score you get the football back to start the second half maybe get back to even in this game but uh, it's not the way it works so and our Albany Bearcats not playing anybody deep so kind of daring him to throw it I would be shocked if Bukholz doesn't let one rip staying in the pocket rolling to his right looking downfield he has what black jerseys all from he's going to run it now he's at the 25 at the 30 still on his feet at the 35 down to the 40 and tackled forward down to about the 41 yard line a flag flies from the back ju- from the from the um, from the back judge at the 42s, Caden Buchholz is brought down. This very well could be a block in the back against the Pirates. Or a blindside block. You take your pick. Nine seconds remain. 21 to 7. Ubley leading by 14 points as it stands right now. Ubley won the toss elected to receive. So Harreach will get the ball to start this second half. And it's going to be. Block in the back against the Pirates. So they mark it off from the end of the run at the 42-yard line. And this is going to push them back, I do believe, 10 yards back to the 32-yard line. First down. And we might have one more play here, maybe two, depending on how quick this next play is for the Pirates. Yeah, it just depends on how it goes. Like there, that was supposed to be just a heave downfield to hope you hit your guy in stride, maybe get a penalty to go your way. Instead, the pocket collapses, and Bukholz has to make it run and turns into a good game before the penalty. There's the snap as the clock rolls, and they hit zeros, and they're going to say they did not get the play off, and we've reached halftime with a 21-7 lead for the Ubley Bearcats. As the officials are now huddling here, Troy Shelke wants to talk to them because they called a timeout but did not get it. And so now we we're trying to have... Coach Sweeney be meet up here with Ed Klump as we have a two-possession game at halftime, 21-7 for the Ubley Bearcats. And now we check in with Ed Klump, who's with head coach for the Ubley Bearcats, Eric Sweeney. Down here with my good friend Eric Sweeney, head coach of Ubley. Uh, coach Sweeney, back and forth kind of game type of thing. Ubley comes back and answers. What do you think of how the team's played in the first half? Well, it's a heck of a ball game, you know. I mean, we, we knew we were going to get their best, and... Real thankful to see their kid come back out after it looked like he had a neck injury. So, you know, it's pretty well what I expected. You know, we knew they were going to go out and play some good balls. So what are you expecting to see in the second half from this Harvard team? More of the same. You know, I mean, they're they're playing a lot more physical than they did the first half, and I think we're playing physical like we normally do. So it's been a great half of football. Thanks so much, Coach. Good luck. And thank you, Ed Klump. Come on up and warm up and dry off here in the booth for halftime. And we've reached halftime, 24 minutes of play, and it's Ubley leading by 14 points, 21 to 7 over the Harbor Beach Pirates on the WLW Sports Network. Sure Health is proud to announce the addition of family nurse practitioner Erica Faber to our primary care team in Bad Axe. 
So Erica, what made you choose family medicine in primary care? I like family medicine because you really take care of people from birth until death. I think it's great to see them grow and learn and really be able to see all aspects of their life. The benefit of having a primary care provider is not only for chronic disease management and acute illnesses, but I think most importantly, preventative services. Some of those services might be like breast cancer screening, screening for depression, diabetes. And I think the importance of that is so we catch things early so it's more treatable and we can improve health and wellness overall. And I really like Sure because, I mean, they don't put a price tag on patients. They don't expect me to see a certain number of patients. And I like that because I think that's a good way to provide high quality care. To make your appointment with Erica Faber at Sure Primary Care Badax, all you need to do is call 989-623-9300 or just go to sure.org slash to learn more. Sure. Better health. Better life. to seven at the half. The Ugly Bearcats leading the Harbor Beach Pirates. And Dave Hansen, how much tells how we got to this two-position game at the half? Sounds good, Clark. Just one score in the first quarter after a very long first drive, over seven minutes, a Seth Maurer one-yard touchdown run. Mueller PAT is good. Ugly leads at the end of the first quarter, seven to nothing. Second quarter, more Bearcat touchdowns. Cannon Peruski this time, a 10-yard run. Mueller PAT is good. On the very next play for the Harbor Beach Pirates, Caden Buchholz hits Dustin Emmerich on a 70-yard throw and catch for the score. Harbor Beach's Skylar Cruz's PAT is good, 14-7. And with two and a half minutes to go, plenty of time for the Ugly Bearcats to go down the field and get a five-yard Seth Maurer touchdown run, and they extend their lead to 21-7 over the Harbor Beach Pirates. Ugly's first drive, 15 plays, 63 yards in eight minutes and 19 seconds. I reach then turnover and downs all the way down to the eight yard line and then ugly second drive 15 plays seven minutes and 33 seconds covering 92 yards in for the score and then I reach like Dave said responds with his only score that first half and then ugly before the half a huge reception into the hands of Brett Mueller for 40 yards sets up that last touchdown to make it a 21-7 ball game at the half the ugly Bearcats clearly leading the time possession game 18 minutes 11 seconds compared to five minutes and 49 seconds for the pirates the bearcats with 180 yards rushing around 34 carries and three scores for 5.3 yards per carry they're 30 yards is their longest tonight through the air two for two for 63 yards evan bruski to brett mueller and those both those connections seth maurer leads the rushing attack for the bearcats with 19 carries 127 yards in two scores, he's averaging 6.7 per carry. He's carried the balls 56% of the time for Ubley tonight. Cannon Bruski, 10 carries, 38 yards, and with two score or one score for him, and Luke Vollmering, five carries for 15 yards. Yeah, Seth Maurer clearly with 19 carries on the night uh, is the guy that they want to use to attack how Harbor Beach is defending them with that four-man front, five linebacker setup. 
They've been attacking him early and often. His best runs have come around the outside. Again, a defense, uh, typically an offense that attacks between the tackles, but it was in that second quarter where they decided to run outside the tackles and got some big runs to extend some drives and then just enough passing by both teams to keep the defense honest. But it's the Seth Maurer running game that's been the difference for the Albany Bearcats in the first half. Hover Beach with 48 yards on the ground on 10 carries, averaging 4.8 per carry. Through the air, two for five for 106 yards in their lone score. Caden Buchholz, leading rusher for the Pirates with five carries for 26 yards. Benson Harper, two carries for 14 yards. And Shea Woodkey, three carries for eight yards. Through the air, two for five for 106 yards in a score. Dustin Emmerich bringing in one reception for 70 yards. Benson Harper, the other reception for 36 yards. That's all the offense for the Pirates. Yeah, again, the, the running game... Hasn't been as good. I mean, Benson Harper's biggest run was 14 yards, and that came when he had to take a snap at quarterback, and he scrambled and ran for that run. Caden Buchholz has been their best rusher. Oh, and he missed the remaining part of that second series. So, again, Caden Buchholz has kept this team alive on offense, but defensively, they come out stifling early, forced the Bearcats to grind out drives, took over eight minutes to finally get down the field and score. But the point is it ended in a score. The Albany Bearcats, three drives, three touchdowns. Hard Beach Pirates have only found a way to get in the end zone once, and it come off a huge play-action pass, a hit-and-run from Caden Buchholz to Dustin Emmerich. Other area scores at the half, Cass City, six, Millington, seven. A tight game in Millington at halftime. Millington by one point, seven to six. In Division 7. Winner of this one between Harbor Beach and Ubley goes on to play the winner of Ithaca and New Lothrop. And it's New Lothrop 15, Ithaca 13. So a very close game there in New Lothrop as well. Ithaca uh, scored with 3 minutes and 38 seconds left in the second quarter to make that a two-point game at the half. And Beale City over Muskegon Catholic Central. This is the other side. This is the state semifinals. Beale City 35, Muskegon Catholic Central 0 at halftime. So Muskegon Catholic Central... Uh, still not quite up to par there. In eight-player football, Kingston 12, Brown City 0 in the second quarter. 55 seconds left in the first half. Thank you, Kendall Anthes, for those updates. So Kingston blanking Brown City 12 nothing in that one so far. And the winner of that one will go on to play Martin or Goebbels, and it's Martin 16, Goebbels 6. And Division 2 of eight-player football, both are playing tomorrow, including Deckerville at Portland St. Patrick. Dave Hansen. What are we going to see here in the second half for the Harvard Reach Pirates? What are we going to see for the Ubley Bearcats and the adjustments made? Oh, so for the Ubley Bearcats, I think they are the ones that are going to continue to make the adjustments. They they seem to make adjustments on the fly as good as anybody we've seen in the well over a decade we've been doing this. But I, they found the answer with Seth Maurer. Cannon Peruski is averaging just over three and a half yards a carry. Luke Vollmering averaging three yards a carry. That's fine. And, but Seth Maurer is averaging almost seven a carry, and they clearly do not have an answer for him. And I think for Ubley, if, if there's any sort of lean or any change in the in the linebackers where they line up to try to stop Maurer, then that's when the other guys will turn it back on. For Harbor Beach, to me, it starts with drive number one here in the second half, and it's very simple in my opinion. If they don't score on that drive, this game is over. Uh, they have absolutely has to score, and they have to find a way to get one stop. If they can get one stop in the second half, and then, again, they're going to be perfect on offense to make that happen. But if they can get a stop and score on multiple possessions, get back into this game, we can have ourselves a dandy of a finish. But if, if Hard Beach punts on that first drive or turns it over, the Ubley Bearcats seem to have a groove where they are going to go down the field and score in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they have 
asked Evan Prusky to throw it twice after three or four weeks off of playing football. He has been on the mark both times, and that was a place where we thought Harbor Beach would have the advantage, would be in the defensive secondary. We thought they would be able to be ball hawks and maybe steal one away. Not so much. Evan Prusky has made perfect throws, and Brett Mueller's hauled in some great passes in the first half. We're about five minutes away from starting the second half. When we return, we'll hear from Ed Klum, who's going to catch up with Troy Shelke, the head coach of the Harbor Beach Pirates, coming out of halftime. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. It's 21-7, Ubley over Harbor Beach on the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWsports.com. We've got three minutes left here in halftime, and we're watching a a chess match between Ed Klump and Troy Shelke for this halftime interview. Ed Klump, if you've got Troy Shelke, no, not quite. He's running the other way now. <laughs> and so Ed Klump, I think I think Troy's going to be in the huddle here. Well, not quite. Okay, he's got he's got two minutes. Here's your chance. Go for it, Ed Klump, on the sidelines with Troy Shelke. Okay, I'm here. Hello? Yeah, you're good. Okay, I'm here with Troy Shelke, the coach. Troy, uh, first half back and forth, a uh, few miscues and whatnot. What do, you, what do you expect out of this team in the second half? You know, we got to take advantage of our opportunities. We've missed a couple opportunities, both on offense and defense. So we got to take advantage of those. Uh, looking to come back and win this game right now. Thanks so much. Good luck to you, Troy. And thank you, Ed, and great work. I think you just got your steps in trying to track him down at halftime. So it's 21 to 7. Ubley leading by 14 points. As Ed will be on the sideline of Harbor Beach to start this second half. Other score we have is Whiteford is losing to Hudson right now. 14 to 9. Whiteford has three field goals in that game. No, no, okay. All right, so never mind. Kendall Anthes just lost his pay for tonight. So it is 14 to 9. It's a touchdown and in a safety. Oh, good grief. All right, touchdown, missed extra point, and a field goal. There we go. So it is 14-9 Hudson over Whiteford. This on the opposite side of this bracket. So don't worry about that for a while, folks. Brett Mueller will be kicking things off for the Ubley Bearcats as we are going to have 12 minutes on the board here. Dave Hansen, exciting game so far. Two-possession game. This is the closest game Ubley's had in, frankly, quite some time. Uh, but like you said, Harbor Beach absolutely must score on this drive if they want to stay in this ballgame. Right. This is uh, this is the game that Ubley Bearcats in the playoffs didn't get last year. They did not get tested until it was too late at Ford Field when they were in a back-and-forth game. They are getting tested today. So, again, 21-7 looks like an Ubley-dominated half. It sure felt that way. 6-7 on third downs, 1-1 on fourth down. The Ubley Bearcats score in all three possessions. But Harbor Beach hit them and hit them quickly with a play-action pass down the field. So, for me... This is, as you said, a must-score must series for the Harbor Beach Pirates. You're down two scores. You can't take the chance of being down three. Uh, but if you can score here, your defense still has a shot to get off the field and get back into this game and get back to even. Coach Shelke's right. They played a good game, but they missed out on a couple very important miscues. They get those back. This game might be even. But instead, 
They're down by 14 starting now in the third quarter. I'm really going to miss that leg of Brett Mueller after this season. Brett Mueller boots it right out of the back of the end zone like it's just another day in the office. So Harbor Beach will start out with an 80-yard field in front of them from their own 20-yard line, trailing by two possessions to the level of Bearcats. 21-7 as it stands right now. 12 minutes are on the board in the third quarter. Yeah, speaking of Brett Mueller, I like how they, he has developed as a tight end and a weapon in the yeah. passing game. Uh, that is going to be an X factor for them moving Again, into the playoffs deeper if they win this game and hold on. Challenging teams out of the area. He could be a very big weapon for them. Even if he catches one ball a game, just the threat of him catching the ball is stretching out defenses and opening up the running game. Two wide to the left, one to the right out of the spread to start the second half. And his quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz. He pushes forward and gets from maybe out for three yards out to the 23-yard line before he's stopped by Seth Maurer. For the ugly defense, he's defensive end. Second down and seven, upcoming for the Harbor Reach Pirates, left to right across your radio. So game plan-wise, a lot of things aren't going to change for either team. Ugly's going to stay in the tee. Harbor Beach going to stay in the spread. They start out with two running backs, one on each side of Buchholz. He runs read option with Woodkey, sells the fake to Woodkey, keep it to the left, keeps it to himself to the right, and that's where Seth Maurer is in the linebacker spot, chops him down after about a three-yard run. 21-7, Ubley leading Harbor Beach. 11.5 to play in the third quarter. The Pirates facing a second and seven from their own 23-yard line. Left right across the radio, Benson Harper wide right. Two receivers wide left. Buchholz in the shotgun, running back on either side. Rolling to his left, looking to pass downfield, and it's wide open to Dustin Emmerich at the 40-yard line and falls forward out to about the 44, brought down by two black jerseys there. Move the chains for the Harbor Beach Pirates deeper and closer to midfield. Tackle made by Seth Maurer, who brought down Dustin Emmerich. And first and 10 is Dustin Emmerich a little slow to get up and runs back into the huddle. I know, it's, I know it's just against high school football rules in the state of Michigan to throw the football more than you run it, but that pass play is there at any point in time. Harbor Beach with two running backs in the backfield, two receivers to the left, one to the right, but there is an obvious double team when Benson Harper's on one side of the field by himself. So it's one-on-one -on -one coverage on both of those guys on the other side, and Caden Buchholz makes him pay. Shea Woodkey gets the handoff out of the backfield and runs across the 45 out to the 47. They say he's tackled inbounds after a three-yard gain. Tackle made by Ubley's number 32. That would be Colton Oswald, starting cornerback in the junior. Second down and seven from the 47. Left right across your radio, trailing Ubley 21-7. to Yeah, again, so... Back to the previous play, it's Emmerich one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, you got Skyler Cruz out there one-on-one. -on -one. You send Cruz deep and then send Emmerich on an out route, eight steps down the field and then head to the sideline. And again, soft coverage over there. It's an easy throw for Buchholz to Emmerich, turns into a 21-yard gain. And then what happens after that? You go right back to the running game, get an easy three, run read option. Woodkey keeps it to the left and gets three yards. Gentle rain continues to fall. Back to pass. Caden Buchholz looking downfield. That's us in the flats to Benson Harper at the 41. He is tackled at the 42-yard line of Ubley. Another move, the chain's moment after an 11-yard gain tackle made by Ryan Lehrman. Out of the secondary to move the chains for the Pirates into Ubley territory at the 42. First and 10 on the other side of the 50. And if you're the Bearcats, I don't know what else you do. That's good coverage, but you can't stay in coverage for 8, 9, 10, 12 seconds. It's Caden Buchholz that extends the play, rolls to his right out of the pocket. you got two receivers to the left. One goes streaking down the field. The other one is Benson Harper. He goes to the middle of the field and then just comes following his quarterback all the way across the field. And... He's as fast as anybody. He just outruns that corner eventually, and Caden Buchholz hits him on the run for a first down. Hand off to Rogan Messing. Finds the seams about to the 40-yard line for a hard-fought two yards before Cannon Bruski uproots him. And brings up a second down and eight from the ugly 40. Second down and eight from the 40. 
first time we've called Rogan Messing no tonight yeah. on offense. You know, last time we saw him on the field uh, against Beale City, he was having the best game of his young career. He was uh, one of the leading ball carriers. So uh, very interesting as they finally worked him into the running game. But probably Bearcats disciplined on defense, maintain their gaps. And even though it's a new guy getting the ball, doesn't really matter. They make that tackle. Just a two-yard gain for the Harbeach offense. Rogan Messing had eight carries for 91 yards against Beale City to lead the team. Second down and eight, rolling to his left, looking to pass downfield. Black jersey swarm. He's scrambling now to the far sideline, going to keep it for himself. And he's tackled at the original line of scrimmage at the 40. Stood up there by a number of black jerseys leading the charge on the elbow defense. Aiden Kohler, defensive tackle, six foot one, 195-pound junior. Gain of a half a yard on the play. Third down and seven for the Pirates. That is a designated rollout pass play where you want everything to flow the same way the quarterback rolls out of the pocket. Good protection. Right, Rogan Messing comes out of the backfield and chips the defensive end that buys Caden Buchholz the opportunity to get to the sideline. Uh, again, but just perfect pass coverage by the Bearcats, and Buchholz does all he can do just Tuck it and run, get what they give you, give a, get a yard, and now it's third down and seven. In the pocket, throwing on the flats to Rogan Messing, and he, he fumbled it, and it's on the turf, and it's going to be ugly recovers. The light rain, Rogan Messing couldn't hang on to it, and it's recovered by the ugly Bearcats. Number 55, Skyler Smith, linebacker, scoops it up, and that is a dagger for the Harbor Reach Coffin here. Ugly back on the field with a 14-point lead and the ball. At their own 37-yard line, 7.46 left in the third quarter. Oh, and it's going to be a big gain for Harbor Beach, too. They lure the Hubbley defense. They catch the middle linebacker, Cannon Buchholz, or Cannon Peruski, on a blitz right up the middle. They lure him in and dump it off right where he leaves to Rogan Messing. He slips a little bit, gains his footing, and as soon as he stands up, he slips, loses the football, and it's recovered by the Bearcats. Again, the screen pass was set up well, but it's a turnover, and the Bearcats now put it in drive is try to score again here for the fourth time. They hand it off to Seth Maurer and he gets all the way out to the 43-yard line for a six-yard gain on first and ten. Shea Woodkey finally stops him as that pile continue to march forward, led by those black jerseys of Ubley after a six-yard gain, second down and four. A great run right out of the gate. It's Seth Maurer, 20 carries into this game. We're in the third quarter. Again, his 20th carry, 133 yards on the ground, by far leads any other runner in this game, and He's not going to get stopped now. He's going to continue to get fed until Harbor Beach figures out how to stop him from right to left coming across the formation and getting five, six yards or more each time he gets the ball. 20 carries for 133 yards and two scores for Seth Maurer. Second down and six from their own 43-yard line. Right to left across your radio in their home black uniforms. Evan Bruski under center. Letting the play clock get down. It's a handoff to Cannon, Bo or Cannon Bruski. And he goes not very far, maybe out for a yard, yard and a half. This just shy of the 45. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey on the tackle. You're going to credit him for a gain of two. Third down and two now for the Bearcats. And Bearcats doing everything they can to try and get Cannon Peruski loose. Luke Vollmering loose. Just haven't been able to do it. But the one thing they've been able to do is maintain a lead, and they haven't had to pull on the trigger of Evan Peruski keeping the football and running yet uh, again. Got a sore hamstring. It has not been good all year. He's been playing through it, and credit to his uh, strength and just mental toughness. He's able to battle that all year. They got him some rest. Hopefully that sets them up for a nice playoff run here. But, again, it's been Seth Maurer, and don't be surprised if he gets another carry right here. And it's a third and two, and it's a handoff to Luke Vollmer. He has the first down across midfield, and it's a surge all the way down to the 43. When all said and done, Caden Buchholz goes for the free ride and move the chains from the 45 of Ubley 
to the 44 of Harbor Beach. It's an 11-yard pickup. Yeah, instead of a chess match and making adjustments, it's more become a gambling situation for Harbor Beach defense. As you can see them load up the line of scrimmage on the side that Seth Maurer usually attacks, and that's perfect probably because they run away from it the other side. And Luke Balmering gets his best run of the night when they needed it most. He's been averaging three yards a carry. He gets 11 on that one, and it's a new set of downs for the Bearcats. 5.35 left here in the third quarter. 21-7, Ubley leading. Setting this drive up was a fumble recovery at the 37 of Ubley's own territory. However, we started out with a 4-minute and 14-second drive before that occurred. 5 minutes, 15 seconds left here in the third quarter now. With a two-possession lead, it's a handoff to Luke Vomering. Finds a seam, and he's crossed the 40 and finds a gap all the way down to the 37-yard line for a seven-yard gain. Tackle made by Skyler Cruz out of the secondary outside linebacker tonight. Stopped after a seven-yard gain, second down and three. That's all you need to know about that run, Clark. Tackled by the secondary. That's another good run by the Ubley Bearcats, especially on first down. They get seven, maybe eight, depending on the spot of this football, but it's Luke Vollmering, the opposite side, and Arbor Beach trying to slow down Seth Maurer, and just when they think they've overloaded that side, back-to-back -back carries that way by Luke Vollmering away from the overloaded defense. 11-yard carry on the first one, eight on this one, second down short for the Bearcats. Three yards to go from the Harbor Beach 36-and-a-half-yard line. Clock under four and a half here in the third quarter. 21 to seven, Ubley leading. Bruski under center, hands it off to Seth Maurer. He's met and for a short gain, but it looks like it's going to be after the line of gain. Tackle made by Rogan Messing for the Ubley Harbor Beach defense. Move the chains, another conversion for the Ubley offense. First and 10. Yeah, Ubley just grinding things out, doing what they do best. Again, they have wore down this Harbor Beach defense. They have been on the field all night in this Ubley offense, just starting to hit its rhythm here. Again, doesn't matter if it's Vollmering, Maurer, but it's been around the outside that has worked well the last quarter and a half. First and 10 for the Bearcats, taking their time. Less than four to play in the third quarter now. Already coming up on four minutes on this drive alone. One of their shortest drives this evening. First and 10. From the Harbor Beach 32-yard line. Right to left cross radio, Evan Bruce Skinner, center, straight T behind him, all three men backfield. And off to Seth Maurer, finds left gap, breaks through the first line into the second line, and all the way down to the 20-yard line when all said and done for a 12-yard pickup. Tackle made by Benson Harper out of the secondary. Move the chains yet again for the Bearcats. A couple good runs by Luke Falmering, so right back to the workhorse, Seth Maurer. Gets a nice gain on the play. Hits 150 yards rushing on the evening so far. And another first down for the Bearcats. Ed Klump is on the sideline of Harbor Beach. What's the feeling there to start this second half? Well, I'll tell you what. All the receivers on Harbor Beach's side, when they're on offense, they're sliding all over the place. It looks like they're on skates. Ubley's offense much more conducive to this slippery weather. Pounding the football, power football. Three minutes and 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Thank you, Ed Klump, on the sidelines. First and 10 from the Harbor Beach 20-yard line. Letting the play clock get under 10 before even thinking about settling under center. Evan Bruski, back at quarterback after a few games off, hands it off to Luke Vollmering, the man who replaced him at the helm. And he gets out for maybe three yards down to about the 17-yard line before he's upended by Skyler Cruz, the sophomore cornerback slash outside linebacker. 2.44 and counting here in the third quarter after a three, maybe four-yard gain, second down and six. And I, I love what Ubley's done. It's very different what you see, but normally the quarterback comes over and, and gets the call for his team, relays it to the huddle, they go up the line of scrimmage, but almost every single time when Eric Sweeney's making those calls, not only is Evan Bruski in the huddle, but one of his backs have always been in the backfield to relay that. Um, 
to relay that call. That way, if something needs to be changed, both guys are aware of what's happening. Just the communication level is top-notch. And the Ubley Bearcats, again, putting another drive together as they're inside the red zone of the Pirates. Second down, seven to go according to the spot. Evan Bruski hands it off to Seth Maurer. He's hit at the line of scrimmage and falls forward across the 15 down to the 13-yard line for a four-yard gain. Rogan Messing will be credited for the tackle. Brings up a third down and short, third down and three for the Ubley Bearcats, leading 21-7, less than two to play in the third quarter. So Harbor Beach gets a good stop. They've had plenty of good stops in the running game, but it's come on second down and three or second down and two. You know, it's that first down carry. The Ubley Bearcats have dominated, putting themselves ahead of the chains, short yarded situations where if the defense does make a good play on them, it's no big deal. It's still third down and short. And that's exactly what it is here. Uh, they get very little on that play, but it's still just third down and three and definitely four down territory for the Bearcat offense. Less than 90 seconds to play in the third quarter. Still 21 to seven ball game. Evan Bruski under center. There's the handoff to Seth Maurer around the left side. He has room to run into the end zone. Touchdown number three for Seth Maurer and the Bearcats. It's now 27-7 with a minute 12 remaining in the third quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Just too easy. Goes untouched. Again, that same exact play where he, he's right around the left tackle. They had, does a great job sealing off the edge. His lead fullback kicks out there, picks up the linebacker, and it's smooth sailing and strolling into the end zone for his third touchdown of the evening for Seth Maurer. Now 27-7. Brett Mueller trots on for the extra point. Minute 12 remain in the third quarter. 63-yard drive down the field. On eight plays. The kick is up from Brett Mueller, and we have a new all-time leader for PATs in the state of Michigan, and it comes right here in the homeland of uh, Brett Mueller and the Ugly Bearcats. Brett Mueller now, on his career, 208 point afters completions. He is now the all-time leader in PATs in the state of Michigan. Right here on the WLW Sports Network. So congratulations to Brett Mueller, who still has plenty of unfinished business this season, as he's now the all-time leader in the state of Michigan with the most made PATs in a career. He now has 208. He takes the top spot away from Brandon Soltis from DeWitt, who just made that uh, two years ago, actually. And it's not even close for second place behind them. Or I should say third place now. Brett Mueller's kick. This one's going to be brought in at the one-yard line by Benson Harper. He's going to run this one out from the 10 to the 15, and he's brought down at the 16. So Brett Mueller places that one perfectly, and Ubley's number 53, Guy Knoblock, brings that one down. Or just a 15-yard return. First and 10 for the Pirates from their own 16. Yeah, if you're the Ubley special teams, you actually dare them to return that from the one-yard line, but... When you're the Harbeach Pirates, you have Benson Harper, you absolutely want him to take that shot and just for the chance to hit a home run because that's exactly what the Harbeach Pirate offense need now. They've had four chances to stop the ugly offense. They are 0 for 4. The Bearcats have scored all four times and they had the ball on offense. And now for the Harbeach Pirates, a turnover last time ended their last drive. They have moved the ball. They have done a good job of that, but they've only finished off one drive with a touchdown. Got to find some rhythm here and some momentum and score in a reasonably short amount of time. Harbor Beach just with their 23rd play of offense tonight. 
right here, I believe with 44. Caden Mughal throws it downfield to the far sideline. Atman is picked off and is picked off by number 20, Ryan Lehrman. And they're going to go the other way. And that is another dagger for the Ubley defense. Picks off the pass from Caden Mukholz and Ubley's offense back on the field just like that on the plus side of the field. 56 seconds remaining in the third quarter still. Yeah, that, that, that is a design play, a play action pass, and he was asked to throw that ball down the field to Benson Harper in double coverage. It, it appears it does not seem to matter, and it's good coverage. There's a little bit of battling going on, but that ball is is thrown high and short, intentional, because that's when Benson Harper can settle underneath it and rise above everybody else, go get that catch. He didn't locate the football, and he overran it, and then underneath the route, coming from that deep safety spot, is Ryan Lehrman, and he picks it off with ease, and now the Bearcats take over in Pirate territory. From the 42 of Harbor Beach, and it's an end around. This one to Seth Maury. He's across the 30 and runs out of bounds. Nearly takes out Tom Green in doing so. That's what you get for wearing camouflage. 49 seconds left here in the third quarter, 28 to 7. Yeah, he got a front row view of that one. Run back into the track, but nonetheless, it is a nice run by Seth Maurer. Been saying it over and over. Same exact play. He is on the right side of that wing tee. He comes across, takes that handoff all the way to the left. Rogan Messing's out there on the outside. He comes in. Seth Maurer goes all the way out and around him, beats him to the edge, and then it's a foot race. Eventually, Benson Harper and company run him out of bounds, but it's another big run for Seth Maurer as they continue to drive into Pirate territory. First and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats at the Harbor Beach 28-yard line. It's a handoff to Seth Maurer. Once again, he gets across the 25 and finally brought down at the 23. Brought down by Jack Smiglinski for the Harbor Beach defense. Nice chink of yards there, about four yards on that. Run, second down and six. It's it's humorous how many times they're going to run the exact same play with Seth Maurer. That is then the exact same handoff that time. An overload to the outside, fourth for Seth Maurer to cut back into the middle, which is what you have to do. They cut back into the middle, and uh, a linebacker, they're waiting to bring him down, but still a four-yard gain on first down. And that will bring one more play here in the third quarter, and it's a handoff to Seth Maurer, and he's met immediately by Seth Nowiski, defensive end, after about a gain of two, maybe three. And we've reached the end of the third quarter with a 21-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats. They tack on another score in the third to lead by three possessions. It's Ubley 28, Harbor Reach 7 after the third quarter has completed. Right here on the WLW Sports Network. Twenty-eight to seven, and we're down to the fourth quarter. Twelve minutes remain in the district championship. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, Kendall Anthes, and Ed Klump with your call tonight. I need to take a breath after reading off that roster there for us. As it's now twenty-eight to seven, after Seth Maurer breaks in for score number three for him on a thirteen-yard run. Brett Mueller with the PAT to now be the all-time PAT leader in the state of Michigan for career-wise for the kicker. Third down and four for the Ubley Bearcats after coming up with an interception. They run it down. It's going to be another touchdown. Luke Vollmering this time from 22 yards out. And now it's 34-7 to with 11.53 remaining in the fourth quarter. And the Ubley Bearcats are not done yet. Can't stop it, right, Clark? They just run right up the middle. They go the opposite way of Seth Maurer this time. And it's just back and forth. They get to do whatever they want. Um, 
They could pretty much tell you what they're going to do right now and it be successful in the Bearcats' eyes. They just have wore down this young Pirate team, and this is what they do to a lot of opponents that hang around the first half. They don't hang around the second half because they are simply fresh, ready to go, fourth-quarter mentality at all times, and they just run Harbor Beach down in another easy touchdown run, this time from Luke Vollmering. And yet another PAT from Brett Mueller. That is 209 now. Just padding the stats. 11.53 left in the fourth quarter. It's Ubley 35, Harbor Beach 7 on the WLW Sports Network. remaining in regulation and Ubley tanks on score number five as Brett Mueller's kick comes into the two-yard line into the hands of Benson Harper he's across the 20 and dragged out by three black jerseys at the 22 leading the charge Colin Ozentoski blazing all three phases of the game here tonight as first and 10 for the Pirates at their own 22 as they trail by 28 points 11:47 remaining in regulation yeah two turnovers against the Albany Bearcats here you're just not going to win those games when you give them extra possessions because they do exactly that they punch it in for more points and extend their lead and now again Harbor Beach backs against the wall just under 12 minutes to go left in this in this game uh, Harbor Beach going to try and slow down the Ubly offense and try to run some clock as uh, again, this game is well in hand now for the Bearcats. Out of the T formation and it's a handoff right up the middle to Rogan Messing and he goes absolutely nowhere. And they're actually going to mark him down for a yard loss. The tackle for a loss going to Aiden Kohler. Defensive tackle blocking any sign of hope there for the Harbor Beach offense. Second down and 11 from the 21. Aiden Kohler almost took the handoff. That's how quickly he was in the backfield. It is a fullback dive. There was no fakes. He was the first one to get the football. And as soon as he gets it, he goes right down to the ground and a loss of one on the first down carry for the Pirates. New Lothrop leads Ithaca 22-20 at the end of the third quarter. Winner of Ubley Harbor Beach, more than likely the Ubley Bearcats here, will either play at New Lothrop or home against Ithaca. 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Caden Bukalts out of the shotgun, now looking to pass downfield. Scrambling, he's got black jerseys all over him. Now he's going to run for it. He has the first down, and he's going to be hit at the 35 after a sizable gain of 14. First and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates as they put Caden Bukalts out in space, and he runs that one in for 14 yards. And now there's a flag flying, and that is more than likely going to be on the sideline of Harbor Beach. So it's first and 10 as it stands there right now before this flag, Side about line. 20 seconds after the play was over. Sideline warning maybe, Clark? Yeah, potentially. They're kind of pointing at where he's standing on the field, it seems like. So Congress is still in session here. Good news is they do have a Speaker of the House, after all. <laughs> and it's the Millington Cast City is all squared 14 to 14 with 11.20 remaining in the fourth quarter there. And it's raining slash snowing in Millington. As it looks like the rain has stopped here, but it's certainly still slick out there here on the banks of the Cass River. As Ubley leads 35 to seven. As now the huddle has broken from, from the officials, and this is gonna be uh, unsportsmanlike conduct on Harbor Beach. So it's 15 yards from the 35 back to the 20. 
So it'll be after the play. So the first down sticks. But it's still pushing back 15 yards from the end of the play. So first in 10 from their own 20-yard line. I, I'm not sure if it was something that was said or how it was done, but it's definitely on the Harvey sideline, going to be on the coaching staff. I don't know if they're on the field too far. He's been warned maybe in the background too many times. Uh, nothing a player did. Definitely uh, a coach saying something too much or not enough for how he said it. You, you take it from there. It's a handoff to Shea Woodkey. He's running forward. He gets out maybe for six inches, seven inches, somewhere in there. Before the front line of Ubley, number 65 swallows him up. That's Austin Gentner, defensive end senior. No gain in the play, second down and 10 from the 20. Yeah, and that, that tells you exactly what you need to know about this game. These guys are playing on the defensive line, also play on offensive line for the Ubley Bearcats, and they move the pile when they're on offense, and they continue to do the same thing on defense. They push that offensive line in the backfield, and now it's a couple runs in a row here now with just absolutely nothing happening on those design runs. No gain on this one, minus one on the one before that. Out of this spread formation, quarterback keeper for Caden Buchholz, and he's met and hit hard at the 21, maybe the 22-yard line. Mitchell Foote as well as Seth Maurer on the stop. Caden Buchholz looked like he had a head of steam there, but then all of a sudden he was front-ended there and, and stopped immediately for just a gain of two. Third down and eight. Now there's multiple defenders there. If there's one defender, chances are Caden Buchholz is going to run him over, but there's two of them there. They're able to stop his momentum quickly and a very short gain on that running attempt for the Pirates. Third down and eight with nine and a half minutes to go in this game. New Lothrop now scores 28 to 20 as New Lothrop's quarterback goes out. Backup quarterback scores. PAT no good. 28 to 20, New Lothrop leading Ithaca now. 9-18 left in the fourth quarter. 35 to seven in this one. Obli leading. Caden Buchholz to pass to the far sideline. It's brought in at the 27-yard line. A hard hit there on the far sideline. Can't even see the numbers yet for that white jersey. That is Dustin Emmerich. With yet another reception tonight, that is three receptions for him. Short of the line to gain by about two yards. So it'll be fourth and two at the 28-yard line. And you get up to the 30. You see hard reach roll the dice. He's got nothing to lose here. Trailing by 28 points with 9.09 remaining. Totally agree. I'm, I'm going to definitely uh, put the ball in the hands of Caden Buchholz and let him read the situation and run. I, I like lots of options, so I, I imagine a read option. If he doesn't like the handoff to Woodkey, he can either keep it himself or roll out of the pocket and maybe make a throw downfield if it's there. But I like moving him around and giving him the option to choose to get how, how, how he wants to get those two yards. Fourth down two. Rain back on either side of him out of the shotgun. Looking to pass downfield. And throws to the near sideline to Benson Harper. And this is going to be underthrown and it hits the turf. But there's a flag flies from the back judge. And this will probably be a pass interference. On the Ubley Bearcats, as it was underthrown, Benson Harbor did his best to bring that one in, hit the turf first, then he caught it. And that, that pass interference, Clark, could go either way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They, they, they are connected, locked on each other, but when Harper separates, they could catch him for extending his arms, trying to get off of him. Um, again, you could go either way. It just depends on how you look at that. But the defender is locking up the receiver down the field, and it's Harper who, who basically has to push him off to be able to get open. Um, so I, I think the defensive pass interference is a right call, but it depends on when you looked. You could easily catch it the wrong way. It is a defensive pass interference. First and 10 for the Pirates now at their own 43-yard line. Keep in mind, that was one-on-one. -on -one. That's one of the few times that Benson Harper was one-on-one -on -one today, and that's the reason why they've been doubling him. Throwing downfield, and this one is intercepted at midfield as Benson, as Caden uh, Buchholz was hit as he threw, and he lets it fly, and down the field is an interception right at midfield. 
Not quite sure who who brought that pass in. Number 21, of course, it's Cannon Peruski, but a flag flies after the interception. So it's probably going to be a blindside block on Ubley. And more than likely, the interception is going to stick. And they're going to, now the officials talking to the Harbor Beach sideline. And so, the flag is at the 49 of Ubley. Holding on Ubley. So, holding on Ubley after the interception. On the return, correct. On the return. So, another turnover in favor of the Ubley Bearcats with 8.53 remaining in the fourth quarter. So, Caden Buchholz throws the pass downfield. It's intercepted by Cannon Bruski at midfield. Tries to return it a little bit, but there is a hold on Ubley's defense, or offense, I should say, at that point. Yeah, after and the inter- after the, back 10 yards. After the interception, after the call for hold. I, I still think it was a, a block in the back or a, what, that type of penalty, but nonetheless, the turnover is good for the Bearcats. They just start a little further back after this first play. Luke Vollmering gets the first handoff from the 39 all the way out to the 44 before Ford Progress is stopped by about six white jerseys. Caden Mook also be credited for the tackle. Five-yard gain for Vollmering. Second down, ten, or second down, five to go. Eight of five on the play, second down and five. Luke Vollmering, five yards on that play. Again, left to right, attacking the right side. Gets an easy five before swarmed down by those Pirate defenders in the middle, in the linebacking core. 8-19 remaining in the fourth. 35-7, to Ubley leading by 28 points. Second down and five from their own 44. Left to right across your radio. Evan Bruski under center. Three men backfield behind him as has been all night so far. Hand off to Luke Vollmering. Hits the pile and gets stopped at about the 47. Maybe even the 48 according to the officials for a four-yard gain. A yard short of the first down marker. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's number 40. Matt Geiger, defensive end, just a sophomore. Third down, one yard to go from their own 48. Leading by 28 points, 35-7. to And that's all right for the Bearcats because third down and one. That is just where they want to be. Try to get another first down and try to grind out the rest of this clock seven and a half minutes ago. And if it was up to them, this would be the last possession of the game. Harbor Beach wouldn't touch the ball. That's if they don't break a big one. True. Very true. We've seen that, what, only about 17 times this season so far for the LB Bearcats? About every other possession. This is their only third coverage game for Ubley this season. 7-14 in county here in the fourth quarter. I'll be cruising to yet their 11th victory this season. Hand off to Luke Vollmering. He has the first down across midfield and then plows his way down to about the 48-yard line. Harbor Beach will be credited for the tackle by Keegan Nowiski. Defensive tackle and the junior. Move the chains, a third down conversion. First and 10 from their own, from Harbor Beach's 48-yard line. Yeah, just back-to-back-to-back runs by Luke Vollmering. And just Seth Maurer, 27 carries already. Cannon Pruski. Not 100% running in this game. He's gotten 10 carries. He's got himself a touchdown, but now it's Luke Vollmering time. The most healthy back that they have in the backfield. His time to help grind out this clock. Harbor Beach has had three offensive possessions this second half, resulting in three turnovers in favor of the LB Bearcats. First and 10 for the Bearcats in Harbor Beach territory. The 48, six and a half and counting here. Obli 35, Harbor Beach 7. T formation for Peruski. Pirates showing a little bit of pressure here at the line. Hands off to Seth Maurer, and he's met at the line of scrimmage and gets out for maybe a yard out to the 47-yard line. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Shea Woodkey. That is his eighth tackle tonight. Caden Buchholz also with eight tackles. Second down and eight for the Bearcats now at the Harbor Beach 47. Second down and eight. 
better job stopping that Seth Maurer around the outside there. A couple linebackers waiting for him. And as soon as he plants and cuts, there's two white jerseys there led by Shea Woodkey to chop him down. And no extra yards there, just two on first down. Less than six to play in the fourth quarter. Probably by 28 points as it stands right now. Bruski wasting as much time as possible. Standing behind Caleb Ratcliffe. Hasn't settled under him, though, yet. Play clock under 10. And there's a snap. And off to Seth Maurer. Goes around the left side. He has room to run. And he's tacked down by after about a three-yard gain out to the 43-and-a-half. Shea Woodkey was able to find him in the flats. And as well as number 47, Dustin Emmerich. Third down in mid-range. Third down in five from the 44 of Harbor Beach. Yeah, it's Rogan Messing's out there, too. He's a, He kind of flies out in front of him. Cuts, forces Maurer to cut back inside right into the arms of Woodkey, Emmerich, and a couple other Pirates there as they're able to chop him down for back-to-back -back short gains. But with five minutes to go in this game, it's third down and six for the Bearcats in Harbor Beach territory. Third down, six to go from the 44 of Harbor Beach. Less than five to play in regulation. Bearcats leading by 28 points. There's the snap. Hand off to Cannon Prusky up the middle. And it's going to be a scrum all the way down to the, about the 41 before Ford Progress is stopped Cannon after a three-yard gain from the 44 down to the 41. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Keegan Nowiski as well as Matt Geiger in tandem on the stop. Fourth down, three to go. Just a three-yard run for Cannon Prusky as he attacks right into the middle of the defense. And that's where Matt Geiger and company stand. Bring him down just after a three-yard gain, and that'll make fourth down and three from the Harbor Beach 41-yard line. 4.05 and counting. Evan Bruski talking to Eric Sweeney. Trots back into the huddle. As we see, Ed Klump is back on the sidelines once again. Less than four to play in the fourth quarter. Evan Bruski and the Bearcats leading by 28 points over their rival, the Harbor Beach Pirates. Hand off to Cannon Peruski. He pushes the pile forward. It's going to be very close to that first down. It's all going to depend on the spot here on this fourth and three. Stop was made by the Harbor Beach front line, Seth Nowiski, defensive end. And it's all going to depend on where they spot this one. Based on that spot, he is short. And this will result in the first stop for the Harbor Beach defense tonight. Comes with three minutes and 43 seconds left in regulation. And Harbor Beach's offense is back on the field, trailing by 28 points. Yeah, good defensive series there for Harbor Beach, but again, probably not in any hurry. No. Not too worried about it. Up 28 points in this game with three and a half minutes to go, but Harbor Beach does make its first stop of the night. Harbor does not quite score on every single series, but they've scored enough to make sure they're moving on to the next round. As with three minutes, 43 seconds to go, Harbor Beach's offense comes on with just one touchdown on the board today. First and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates at their own 39-yard line. Three minutes, 43 seconds remaining in the district championship here from Obley, Michigan. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Buchholz in the shotgun. Looking to throw downfield, lets it fly to the near sideline to Dustin Emmerich. And this one bounces and nearly intercepted the 23-yard line. It hit Dustin Emmerich in the chest, bounced straight up. And Obley's defender there, that was what, Colin Ozentoski. Nearly brought into interception at the 25-yard line instead of falls incomplete. 3.35 remaining in the fourth quarter. 
Second down and 10. Actually, that was number nine, Weber. Aaron Weber on the near interception, just a sophomore. Second down and 10. Uh, there was uh, some miscommunication on the coverage of the LA Bearcats because Harbeach had two wide to the left, and Weber was covering both of them by himself. Uh, so it was easy. Bukholz could read that right away. He looks right and then just plants his foot and fires it downfield to the left. It's a perfect throw. It hits Emmerich right between the four and the seven, but bounces off that chest pad straight up in the air, right into the arms of Weber, who's trying to make a tackle in open space, bounces off of him, and then falls harmlessly incomplete. But a perfect throw by Caden Bukholz results in an incompletion. Bukholz scrambling. Now he's going to have to keep it for himself, and he still breaks out of two tackles. He has power progress across the 45 and finally down there. When all of a sudden done, a six-yard gain as Caden Bukholz Tries to extend that play as much as possible. Finally, Cannon Bruski tracks him down, and they're going to mark him down at the 46. So that was a seven-yard scamper for Caden Bukholz, and sets up a third down and three for the Pirates at their own 46. He ran 37 <laughs> yards yeah. and, it, and dodged at least three Bearcat defenders in open space to get that positive seven-yard run. But that is that is something that the LB Bearcats are going to have to keep an eye on because as you move deeper into the playoffs, you could find an athletic quarterback that likes to scramble around like that and keep plays alive. Those tackles, got to make those tackles in the backfield when you have those chances. Do not give them extra opportunities to break one. And Caden Bukholz made three guys miss on that play alone. Third and three. Pass down to the screen to Shea Woodkey as the first down across midfield. Still on his feet at the Ubley 45 and tackled forward out to the 42-yard line. A big hit from Ubley's Jaden, er, excuse me, Aiden Kohler. And Harbor Beach converts and moves the chains in Ubley territory at the 42-yard line. Yeah, I love that screen pass. The last time they threw it, it was Rogan Messing. Ended up coughing up the football. They go right back to it, but this time to Shea Woodkey and with Ubley playing so far back, playing soft coverage, looking for their double teams, they get the dump off there, led by a couple offensive linemen. Shea Woodkey gets a big gain on the play. His first catch of the evening goes for an easy 12 and a first down for the Pirates. Ithaca scores, but the two-point conversion fails, so it's New Lothrop 28, Ithaca 26, with 5.48 remaining in regulation in New Lothrop tonight. Two to play here. As Ubley leads by 28 points, 35 to 7. Harbor Beach on offense, first and 10 from the Ubley 42 and a half yard line. Two wide each way. Bukals in the shotgun. Shea Woodkey keeping him company, and we have a whistle. And it's going to be a false start on the Pirates, pushing him back five yards. Ed Klump, what's going on, on the sideline there? And I presume the Ubley Bearcats pretty proud of their performance here tonight. They're feeling pretty good about everything right now. It's on cruise control here on the sidelines for Ubley. Uh, they know it's all in hand at, at this point. And uh, Harbor Beach pretty tired on the other side, but still a lot of fight. Oh, thanks for that, Ed. But, yeah, he, he's absolutely right. This Ubley Bearcat team is loving every second of it. Now, if you watch Eric Sweeney on the sideline, Coach Sweeney, he's constantly chewing down there and making sure these guys play hard on every single play, no matter what the score is. And you got to love and respect every second about that. But this Ubley Bearcat team played a very good game, and now the Harbor Beach Pirates are going to take a timeout here. Timeout called by the Harbor Beach Pirates with a minute 28 remaining in regulation. It's Ubley 35, Harbor Beach 7 on the WLEW Sports Network. Minute 28 remains in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach on offense, trailing by 28 points, 35-7 to the Ubley Bearcats. First and 15 from the Ubley 47. Bukholz in the shotgun. 
Throwing downfield, lets it rip, and he's wide open. Dustin Emmerich down to the 15-yard line. He's tackled all the way down to the 6. Dustin Emmerich with a huge reception and tackled by Ryan Laram. Dustin Emmerich slow to get up, but he brings in the pass, a big one from the 47 down to the 5, a 42-yard reception. Uh, again, it's another really good throw by Caden Bucalls. He's made a couple of them. The last one was dropped blatantly this time. Right in the arms, Dustin Emmerich hauls it in. Ryan Lehrman allowing that defender to get behind him. You just don't want to do that at any point in the game. Doesn't matter the score. And Ryan Lehrman is able to bring him down barely by a shoestring tackle to prevent Harbor Beach's attempt to score their second touchdown of the night. 105 remaining and counting. 35-7. to I'll be leading, but Harbor Beach trying to knock on the door and punch it in for the second time. Shea Woodkey gets the handoff. He's in. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Shea Woodkey rumbles in from six yards out for the second Harbor Beach score of the night. With 59 seconds left in regulation, it's now Ubley 35, Harbor Beach 13. A nice series there by Harbor Beach, and that's what this offense is capable of. And uh, they may be a little ahead of their time with a lot of sophomores starting on this team, so I'm sure next year this team should have a lot of playmakers coming back and be a team to be worried about. But for now, you can see when they put it together, they can certainly make you pay a five-yard run there for a touchdown. They can throw it down the field with ease, and they have the pass catchers to do it. Nice drive by them, get their second touchdown of the night. This game well in hand, probably already up 35-13, to 13, and the Skyler Cruz PAT is on the way. Skyler Cruz, 6'3", sophomore. With the kick, and this looks a little right, and it's through the uprights, yes. So he's two for two on the PATs for him. It's now 35 to 14. A 21-point lead for the LB Bearcats with 59 seconds remaining in the district championship on the WLW Sports Network. to 14. 59 seconds left. Harbor Beach goes for the onside kick and it's brought in at the 49. The ball pops loose and no it does not. Ubley recovers at the 49 after an 11-yard kick there at midfield. The kick was recovered by number 60 for the Bearcats. That would be Devin Geiger. He's a freshman, a guard, defensive tackle, 6'3", 200 pounds. We'll see more of him in the future as well. And good job by him. That's a big moment right there. That ball squibbed right at you. Uh, it did bounce off him, but he the big body. He's able to fall right on it, cover it up, and secure this last possession for the Bearcats and their chance to run this clock out. 59 seconds to go, already up 35-14. to 14. Leading by 21 points. We'll take on the winner of New Lothrop and Ithaca, and there is the first kneel from Evan Bruski and the Bearcats. We'll let this clock roll under 30 seconds. We'll have one more snap. And the Ubley Bearcats will be cruising to yet another district championship. That's exactly right, Clark. If they get under center here, looks like Peruski will kneel it down, and that should be the last snap of this ball game. And the Ubley Bearcats, district champs. Five times in a row, the Ubley Bearcats have secured a district championship. They take out their rival, the Harbor Beach Pirates, 35-14. to Winning by 21 points on their home turf on the banks of the Cass River. The Bearcats now improve to 11-0 on the season. And now have their sights set on the regional championship. First postseason hardware secured. On to the second next week. Will it be Ithaca? Will it be New Lothrop? We'll know in a few moments. Final score from Ubley, Michigan, 35 for the Bearcats, 14 for the Pirates. 
Hubble advances to the regional championship next week right here on the WLW Sports Network. Stay tuned. We have a heck of a post-game show coming up for you. We'll have Ed Clump tracking down Eric Sweeney, Brett Mueller, Evan Bruski, and Seth Maurer. All in the moments to come right here on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Ubley wins 35-14 over Harbor Beach. Secures their fifth straight district title, and they get to do it on their home turf and against their biggest rival, the Harbor Beach Pirates, in the 75th edition of the Backyard Brawl. Obli took advantage of three turnovers from the Harbor Beach Pirates in that second half to really blow this one wide open. And now we listen in as the individuals are receiving their medals for this district championship, as frankly has become quite the staple of fall here in Obli, receiving postseason hardware. Number 32, Colton Oswald. Number 42, Jacob Messing. Number 53, Guy Knoblock. Number 54, Grant Spackman. Number 55, Skyler Smith. Number 60, Devin Geiger. Number 62, Caleb Ratcliffe. Number 63, Aiden Kohler. Number 64, Javian Susala. Number 65, Austin Gettner. Number 76, Mitchell Foote. Number 77, Carter Butzis. Number 78, Owen Chapin. Number 79, Weston Bamba. Number 80, Logan Johnson. And number 81, Daniel Stroyeski. And accepting the district championship trophy is head coach Eric Sweeney. Congratulations to the district champions, the Bearcats of Ugly. So the festivities begin and are underway here from Ugly, Michigan. Ugly 35, Harbor Reach 14 is your final. Dave Hansen, how is tell us how we got to this final score. It started in the first quarter, the very first drive of the evening, over eight minutes long, topped off by a Seth Maurer one-yard touchdown run. And at the end of the first quarter, the Bearcats would lead the Harbage Pirates seven to nothing. In the second quarter, Candon Peruski scores on a 10-yard touchdown run. Mueller extra point good, 14 to nothing. On the very next play, 
Caden Buchholz hits Dustin Emmerich on a 70-yard touchdown throw-in catch. Harbor Beach cuts the deficit down 14-7, but before, right before the half is over, Seth Maurer is able to punch in a five-yard touchdown run, and going into the half, the Bearcats would extend their lead 21-7. In the third quarter, only one score, and it's Seth Maurer and his third score of the evening and a 13-yard touchdown run this time. The PAT is good, and that is a record-breaking PAT by Brett Mueller. That gives him more PATs in a career than any other player in the state of Michigan. Congratulations to him. Fourth quarter, more Obley Bearcats. Luke Vollmering this time, a 22-yard touchdown run, extending the Bearcat lead to 35-7. And then in the fourth quarter later on, Shea Woodkey punches in a six-yard touchdown run, and that would be your final. The Ugly Bearcats, 35. The Harbor Beach Pirates, 14. Can't say it enough. Congratulations to Brent Mueller, who is on the season now 65 of 69 in PATs and on the career 209. All-time for Brent Mueller, now the all-time leader in the state of Michigan in MHSA history with 209 made point-afters. Has now first place by two over Brandon Stolis or Soltis from DeWitt, who had 207. Brett Mueller entered tonight with 204 made PATs. Obli with 366 yards on 57 plays and five scores. Harbor Pirates, 34 plays for 289 yards and three or two touchdowns, but three turnovers. Really the difference maker here. Seth Maurer led the way for the Ugly Bearcats with 29 carries. 189 yards and three scores. Luke Vollmering, 12 carries, 71 yards and a score. Cannon Peruski, 12 carries, 43 yards and a score. And Evan Peruski, two carries on the kneels at the end of the game. Harbor Beach led by Caden Mukholz with 10 carries for 54 yards. Shea Woodkey, six carries, 17 yards and a score. Benson Harbor, two carries for 14 yards. And Rogan Messing, two carries for a yard. Caden Mukholz through the air, eight of 14 for 203 yards, but two interceptions, but one score completing 57% of passes tonight. Dustin Emmerich, four receptions for 139 yards and a score. Benson Harper, two receptions for 47 yards. And Shea Woodkey, one reception for 12 yards. Ed Klump is catching up right now with Eric Sweeney, head coach of the victorious Ugly Bearcats, securing their fifth straight district title. Coach, great, great job. Fifth straight district title for Ugly. What are your thoughts? Relief. It's relief, you know. It's uh, I knew this was going to be a battle, you know, and uh, thought our kids came out and really battled. I mean, I thought they played a hard game, and uh, I think our experience really paid off for us, and uh, just really happy. Yeah, they the plays by Harbor Beach, you know, there and whatnot. What do you see maybe next week? What do you things to work on for Ubley? I mean, you played a pretty darn good game. I thought offensively it was probably our best game of the year. You know, they played really good defense, and we had to block. Um, defensively, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty young in that secondary yet. So, you know, I thought that was a vast improvement. I thought that was the best our secondary played all year. So, I, I'm by the end of that game, I thought we were playing really good football. Fantastic. Congratulations again, Coach. Uh, go go enjoy yourself. Uh, I know you already gave your, your wife a hug and everything like that. But enjoy yourself, and I'll, I'll be over for some pizza afterwards, I guess. And maybe I'll give you a hug later too, Ed. Tease me. Don't tease me. All right, well, that was going off the rails quickly there. Ed Klump will check, uh, catch up with number 10, Evan Prusky, number 14, uh, Brett Mueller, or number 30, Seth Maurer. He's going to try and track down. Ed, you might have to move your way a little bit and stand closest with your microphone to us 
just for future reference there as well, talking on air uh, to on air personality. So, Dave Hansen, impressive here tonight so far for uh, just another impressive showing from the other Bearcats, showing why they are a ranked team in this in this area and across the state of Michigan and trying to get back to Ford Field for the second year in a row. Well, you know, in five districts, uh, without having a, just a good program with good coaching and uh, a complete investment by the team into what the coaches are selling, and if you get that unity, that's what the LB Bearcats have. Uh, they may not have the one, one great player, the really fast guy, the really strong player, they have a unit that works together better than anybody else. Now we throw it back down to Ed Klump, who's tracked down Evan Bruski, starting quarterback for 45 times for the Ubi Bearcats. Evan, great, great game. Uh, glad to see you back in the starting lineup. I'm sure you feel great about that. What's it like getting back in the starting lineup and getting a win? Uh, it's nice. Definitely a little weird, a little weird. You know, coming back, I was, what, out for three, four weeks. So just... Kind of felt weird, but, you know, once you kind of get in the groove of it, you know, it feels nice to be back, get the blood flowing, and, you know, you just play the game. It's a simple game, just play football. That's right. Well, congratulations again on a, on a, on a, on a great game. Glad to see you back in the starting, in the starting lineup. How are you feeling? Uh, not bad. Uh, I, just, I still got a long road ahead with my hamstring, so I just, I, I don't know. I don't, it's just tough. You know, it's, I love winning, but I just, you know, still urge to get back. But, you know, glad we won, you know, another week of football. Well, fantastic. You toughed it out. You couldn't tell anything was wrong with you. Fantastic, tough game. Thank you. All right, thank you, Ed. He'll track down Seth Maurer or Brett Mueller next. So, Dave Hansen, just general thoughts here. Uh, listen, I, as I was saying, they're just, the LB Bearcats play good team ball. There's really not one guy, anybody on any given night, especially any given Friday, can make this team and elevate them to the right, to the win. Uh, their defense is second to none. They just they don't make they don't miss a lot of tackles. They are always where they're supposed to be. They don't allow big plays, and uh, again that leads to turnovers and leads to more possessions for your offense. And now we hear from Brett Mueller with Ed Klump right now, the now all-time leader of PATs in the state of Michigan. I'm with Brett Mueller here. He's all smiles. Brett, great game, great win, fifth district in a row. And you did you know you broke the record for points after for PATs? I did know it, and I just tried to push it to the back of my mind. I was trying not to think about it. Uh, well, f fan fantastic. Great game um, uh, and kicking. Uh, and the, your, your protege there with uh, two in a row now, I believe. You're the, uh, the, the next kicker uh, coming up. Uh, so that, that was exciting. But great game and... Uh, uh, looking for uh, even more. I think is it uh, is it Ithaca or is it? It's Ithaca. They kicked a field goal with eight seconds left. The game's still and going on here, but Ithaca's now leading by one point. Ithaca's leading by one point. So if Ithaca wins, you'll be back here, back here kicking some more field goals. What are your thoughts of that? Uh, I'd love to do it more. It is my passion, and I love doing it. Fantastic! Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Wow, sir. That's a first that Ed's ever been called, <laughs> sir. <laughs> That's true. Ed, Ed does, he doesn't know Ed very well. <laughs> so Ed's going to try and track down Seth Maurer, the leading rusher for the Elvick Bearcats tonight, and 29 carries for 189 yards and three scores. So, yes, Ithaca, it's a field goal. So they now are leading 29 to 28 with eight seconds left in that one, coming down to the wire in New Lothrop. So why we talk about that? If New Lothrop wins, Ubley plays at New Lothrop. If Ithaca wins, they're playing here on the banks of the Cass River. That's right. So it's a big 
not only selfishly for us, we get to have the shorter trip right back here uh, in Ubley. But, we don't uh, need to tear down. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm excited about That's that. That's bonus for us. <laughs> but uh, for, for Ubley, they don't have to travel. They get to stay right here. So, obviously, uh, Ubley doesn't care who they play. They'll go anywhere and play them and, and with the plans of winning. But if they can do one more game at home, nothing makes those seniors any happier to play one more time here at Herb Field. So, I've lost Ed Klump out of the field. Not sure if he's found I, Seth. Amount. I'm I'm almost getting Seth. He's getting a picture. Well, <laughs> come on, get in the picture, Ed. Yeah, who? Who? I mean, you're the celebrity here, Seth. So the everyone, everyone's cameras are out for good reason. Five straight district titles here for the Ubley Bearcats. And now Ed Klump has Seth Maurer leading rusher tonight with 29 carries, 189 yards, and three scores. Seth. 189 yards, three scores today. Congratulations on your win. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's just amazing to be able to say that my whole high school career, I've won a district every year. It's just, it's unbelievable. Oh, fantastic. Six, over six yards per carry today. What do you attribute that to? I attribute it to my blockers. I mean, I have Mitch, Luke Vollmering, Brett Mueller on that side. I have Candon Peruski lead block. I have to give it all to them because without them, I couldn't get anywhere. Fantastic. Humble. Great job. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. As Rick Glaza here just announced that the Ithaca Yellow Jackets field goal is the difference maker over the New Lothrop Hornets. And Ubley is going to host the Ithaca Yellow Jackets right here next week. Rightfully so. 9-0 regular season. Um, just because they, they don't always play the biggest of biggest schools. Uh, New Lothrop gets a little bit more of those. Gets them a few extra bonus points. But um, rightfully so, the LB Bearcats, the season they've had the last few seasons, they deserve one more home game, and that's what they're going to get next week as Ithaca going to be coming up this way to play against the LB Bearcats. So Seth Maurer, 29 carries, 189 yards, and three scores, leading the way, averaging 6.5 yards per carry, 53% of the time for the load tonight for Seth Maurer, really showing. It's, and Harbor Beach shut down Cannon Bruski, 12 carries, 43 yards, and a score. Average 3.6 per carry tonight. I mean, Cannon Persky entering tonight was averaging 14 yards a carry. I reach held him to 3.6, but that opened the door to Seth Maurer to lead the way. It just, you just, it's so hard to stop all three of them. You don't know which one's coming, and even if you do, you still they still block so well that it's hard to get off of those blockers and then still make the tackle, and they just wear you down. They're okay with getting three yards of carry, and eventually they'll hit you for eight, nine, or ten. Heaven forbid it's a big one. And uh, they didn't have the Evan Peruski keeper around the outside, which normally is the back-breaking run, but they didn't need it because Seth Maurer found a way to get it done. And Cass City and Millington's coming down to the wire here. Less than a minute to play. It's Millington 21, Cass City 20. 23 seconds left. And... Cass City is on the 10-yard line of Millington. So Ed Clum's coming back up here to warm up, and we'll discuss with him in just a moment. As Cass City potentially could take out the Millington Cardinals here. Carter Patrick scrambling for his life, throws it downfield into the end zone, and this one is incomplete with 14 seconds left. So it's, uh, it's going to be neck and neck in Millington and Cass City in the Division 7. Playoffs right here, the Ubley Bearcats victorious over the Harbor Beach Pirates 35-14 to and will host the Ithaca Yellow Jackets next week, more than likely on Friday, I would like to think. Uh, both teams do like to play on Friday, but Ithaca will have that choice since the mileage is beyond that threshold. So we will wait and see when that game time will be. 
Seth Maurer, 29 carries, 180 yards, <laughs> three scores. Huge night for Seth Maurer. Uh, just what I was getting at. You might as well go ahead and oh, announce Thompson your Chevrolet Thompson player Chevrolet of the game. player of the game because it's obviously Seth Maurer, uh, leading tackler on defense as well, uh, did everything that they needed him to do tonight, and then some three touchdowns, 189 yards on the ground, leading tackler for the Bearcat defense. Uh, just an outstanding game by him. And Cass City throws an interception with five seconds left, and that will be the ball game in Millington. So Millington will take the victory 21-20 over Cass City as Carter Patrick throws it down into the end zone and is picked off by the cornerback there. So Cass City's season comes to a close. Hard-fought battle there against Millington. And so survive in advance. That's the story of the season here in the playoffs, and we'll be returning in just three short minutes right here on the WLEW Sports Network as Ubley wins 35-14. to 14. We'll wrap this thing up in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Victorious, securing their fifth straight district title and their 11th in school history in 17 appearances. Moving on to their 11th regional appearance, they've won nine of them. That's a pretty good winning percentage. Nine of ten in the regional game. Dave Hansen, this game, we knew Harvard Beach was going to have to play a perfect game if they want to stand up against the Ubley Bearcats. They certainly had a great game plan coming in, but when they come march down the field and turnover downs, at the ugly eight-yard line, he said, ah, this is going to be an uphill battle. But the ugly Bearcats came back and just did what the ugly Bearcats do and marched it down the field methodically. I mean, time possession, 32 minutes to 16 minutes. And that was skewed at the end of the game as Harvard Beach started putting together a decent drive there. At one point, Harvard Beach's offense was on the field for, like, I think, about five minutes through the whole first half. And no question about it. And, and you got to really peel back the layers there that first drive. Um Caden Bugalt gets knocked out of that drive, right? So he takes a sack, gets knocked out, you know, shoulder, back, whatever it might be. He has to sit out the rest of the series. So then you throw somebody in there who's never played quarterback before because Caden Bugalt, as a sophomore, has only been their quarterback, even at younger ages. Um, you know, so they throw Benson Harper in there, and they're unable to convert after the big loss. And then Ubley goes right down the field and scores. And that's when you know the game's pretty much out of hand. You hate to say that that early in the game, but that's how the Ubley Bearcats play. They don't they don't allow the big play. They don't allow those mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, Harbeach Beach is able to get one back, but they score so fast, they leave plenty of time for yeah, Ubley one, to go down the field and score. One play, 70 yards, just uh, like that. Yeah, so you, you want to put points up when you can. you got to take them when you get them. But then when you allow two and a half minutes for Ubley to go back down and score again, it kind of makes you feel like that 70-yard touchdown didn't matter. And, that's again, that's what Ubley does. They stomp some momentum. They, they don't let you feel like you're in the game ever, and that's what they did tonight. Didn't, did, just didn't feel like Harbor Beach had a chance. They come out early. You know, they, they definitely played tough on defense, made Ubley grind it out eight-plus minutes to finally score, and then go right down the field on the Bearcats just to stall in the red zone, and it just felt like that was it. That was the only gasp that they had, and the perfect game was gone, and the Ubley Bearcats score four more four more times basically in a row to make it 35 to 7 before Harbor Beach punches in a last second touchdown. So we're up here in the in the booth on the sidelines tonight was Ed Klump. Ed, what did it look like down in the field there from field level primarily on the ugly side just kind of status quo just another district championship? 
It really was. It had that feel to it. I think all the players kind of had that feel to it. Even when Harbor Beach made that big play, got that touchdown uh, in the first half, there was never really that feeling of panic with with Ubley. It was let's take care of business. Let's let's run it right right down their throats, and let's take care of, let's take care of this game. That's exactly how we felt yeah. too. They, they yeah. didn't flinch. Somebody probably got their rear end chewed, but besides that, uh, they're getting chewed whether they get six yards or eight or ten. It doesn't matter. Uh, they can always be better, and that's it's that element of perfection, right? And uh, we say that because we know we know Sweeney great. As soon as the game's oh, yeah. over, he's relieved. He's like, I'm, I'm done chewing. This is yeah, great, you know. What, so. what a great line. Just relief. Relief. I mean, of yeah. all the things. He just won a district championship. Relief. Yeah. Not not elation, not excitement. Yeah. In relief. talking in talking with him before the game, I said, you know what how you feeling about this? And he says, I'm a little bit I'm I'm a little bit nervous. Harbor Beach is, you know, improving. Uh but what people need to know it, it we're improving too. We've 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 improved since the last Harbor Beach game as well. Are you talking our broadcast team? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. here now, so you guys okay. are right. picking up the slack. Okay. That was a softball. You yeah, te- you're welcome. That up for you're him. welcome. <laughs> but no, so, and it, just impressive. I mean, it's impressive to see up here from this perspective just how just the machine r- just rages on for the LB Bearcats, but seeing on the sidelines being part of it, it's uh, certainly getting, I think we're on the cusp of another good run here for the LB Bearcats. I think Ithaca beats out New Lothrop, now has to come all the way from Ithaca all the way over to Ubley. That's a heck of a bus ride, and uh, I don't think uh, Ithaca quite knows what's going to hit them here. Yeah, most teams that come into Ubley here don't understand the brand of football they have. I'll tell you what, when Seth was running in a couple of those touchdowns that he that he had, Harvard Beach was in the right spot. They were hitting him when they needed to hit him. He just wasn't going down. And that's, that's going to be tough for a team not in the thumb, not knowing this brand of football. You gotta, you have to bring it. And you have to bring the lumber, and I think you know, Ubley's going to move the ball on them. So many times those mid Michigan teams come over this way and play Ubley, and they just—it's more of a finesse style football that they play, and they get in the trenches with this team, and they stand and look over top of a lot of these Bearcat linemen, and then when the first play gets, and they get hit, get knocked back a yard by these undersized kids. Uh, they don't want to get hit for very long, and it doesn't last long before, again, the typical ugly story happens. They grind out a drive. They score first because they always take the football when they win, win the toss, and then eventually in the third and fourth quarter, the other team is absolutely just burned right out, and that's when Ubley shifts it into the next gear, and they walk away with the football game. Saw it here. They, they punched in that third score of the second half, or first half, and it's, it's all done. You know, Hard Beach needed to score right out of the gate to get back in the game. They turned it over. That was the end of the game right there. This Ithaca-New Lothrop game gets more interesting here. So Ithaca's marching down the field. They have to score to take the lead. They're trailing, what, 28-26. to 26. Correct. Uh, New Lothrop scored, or excuse me, Ithaca scored with five minutes, 48 seconds left in the fourth. Two-point conversion failed. So they were trailing New Lothrop 28-26. Somehow get the ball back. Don't know those details. But then Ithaca converts on a fourth and twelve. And it came down to a pass in a shared possession play where both the defender and the receiver had the ball, and it took over a minute of the officials discussing what the play was, what the outcome of that was. It went Ithaca's way, and as a result, they marched down the field, kick a field goal with eight seconds left, win by one over New Lothrop. Impressive. Wow, what a finish. (laughs) (laughs) And the kicker coming in, Clark. you got to love that. Hey. You know my, my affinity for special teams. We saw, you know, Ithaca win by a field goal. We can stay right here in Ubley for next week's broadcast. And then we see Brett Mueller take an all-time record from the MHSA play, uh, record book 
and now all-time leader of PATs in the state of Michigan right here in Ubley, Michigan. That was, and that's great. What a great kid, too. I when that. I was talking I to him, that. he was just grinning from ear to ear, you know, and it was because of the win and because of the team. And yeah, you know what? That was great that, that he broke the record and everything like that, but he couldn't stop grinning because he won the game. It comes back to the team, the team orient, the team mentality that they have because he also realizes if his team don't score a whole bunch of touchdowns, he's yeah, not kicking he's like, any PTs. Mm -hmm. But it's every one of them. It doesn't matter who you talk to Seth Maurer. Hey, if I got to thank Peruski, I got to thank these guys because if they don't block for me, I'm never I'm never getting a yard. That, that's the mentality of all these guys, and that comes right from the top of the coaching tree. It comes right from Eric Sweeney all the way down. And if you don't have that mentality, you're not playing. They don't need you. They will find somebody else, and that's just what they do. Evan Peruski goes out. Luke Vollmer, you go in. They don't miss a beat. That's it's the next man up. You want the football, you earn it. You got to love everything about it. Res I love Mad it. respect. I absolutely love it. And the postseason will continue right here on the WLEW Sports Network as the Ubley Bearcats will host the Ithaca Yellow Jackets next week. We don't know if that game will be Friday. We don't know if that game will be on Saturday. And congratulations to Doug Cole, who takes our media roundtable victory tonight. He had the Ubley Bearcats winning by 20 points. 28 to 8, and it was a 21-point victory for the Bearcats. So Doug takes his second victory of the season. He said before he just needs to run the table, and he'll be the meteor on table champion. He's one game out of first place. Who is Dan Banky and Dave Hansen each tied at three wins apiece. Doug Cole at two. Paul B. Adams and Kendall Anthes each at one. Dave, you are gone next week. I hate to breathe the bearer of bad news for our listeners here, but uh, we found the best possible replacement we could, and frankly the only replacement I could find, and that would be the one and only Ed Klump. So, Ed, you get to stay warm next week, and you'll be joining me uh, by, my, by my side here for the regional championship. I am merely holding a seat to the man, the myth, the legend here, Dave. <laughs> I'll try to do my best to do half as good as Dave usually does. He's amazing. Uh, uh, you will be missed, brother. All right, that's enough. Uh, you, just, you just enjoy yourself and have a good time, and uh, if you don't like it too much, I will be back the week after because I'm rooting for the Bearcats yeah. now. This is when it gets fun. You don't have to be unbiased. We are all for the Bearcats the rest of the way, and uh, well, we'll hope they take down Ithaca. Last time we had Ed as the in-game analysis. Those, that's when the terms frozen rope came into our vocabulary, and then a week later, Tony Romo steal, stole that line. Yes. Uh, catbird seat. That was another one that you pulled out that I night. I had so. one tonight, too, and I meant to, I meant to, to tell you. I, I snuck one in past you. I'll remember what it is maybe next it week. It's so good you don't even remember it. Yes. Okay. I, hey, just, I, listen, two I'm things, full just, of great lines. I can't remember all of them, Clark. Two, thing, two things. Just <laughs> as long as you do, two things. Just as long as you don't <laughs> you don't get you don't need to be blurred out, and you're only allowed one pumpkin beer before the game. I, I am rules. I am quite proud that I I think I'm the only one who had a complaint called into WLEW once. That's very true. <laughs> because of a joke, I yeah. take great pride in that. Yeah, I've been broadcasting for 13 years. You're on air for one week, and you we get a complaint called into the station. So <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Ed. It's always always. <laughs> Always exciting times. I'd like to keep us on our toes here as well. So let's wrap this thing up. Dave Hansen, final thoughts from the district championship going in favor of the Elby Bearcats, 35-14. to 14. Yeah, so as you guys can tell, you'll be in good hands with Ed next week uh, while I head to the West Coast for a few days. Uh, congratulations, Elby Bearcats. Uh, Well-deserved, uh, undefeated again this season. Um, finish the story, right? That That is your slogan this year. Finish the story, finish the job, and taking out the Harbor Beach Pirates, a team that was playing their best ball, they did an excellent job. As for Harbor Beach, uh, listen, you know, you played the best team in the area, maybe the best team in the thumb, maybe the best team in the state. Uh, we were about to find that out. Get your bones together. You have a lot of underclassmen. That team is going to be a fun team to watch next year. But for now, it's all ugly, all ugly Bearcats. Good luck and great win tonight. 
Impressive. Impressive, impressive, as always. The Ugly Bearcats just take care of business. They held the ball 32 minutes of the time, 366 yards on 57 plays, resulting in five scores, averaging 6.4 yards per play. Had 23 more plays of offense for 77 more yards over the Harvard Beach Pirates. And the Harvard Beach Pirates, they're not really losing a whole lot here. Shea Woodkey out of the backfield, that's a big loss, as well as linebacker. And then going down the list here, Seth Nowiski, he's a defensive end starter, senior. Tyler Kane, Hunter Eisler, Caden Lawhorn, that's a big loss as well. And those are the only seniors on this squad for the Harbor Beach Pirates. So the Pirates return a lot, but the Elby Bearcats continue their story another week. They will be hosting the Ithaca Yellow Jackets next week in the regional championship here from the banks of the Cass River. Tonight's broadcast was being brought to you by Thumb Styler and Agar Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Bad Axe, Randy's Hunting Center, North Star Bank, Countryside Transportation, here in Auto Parts, Harbor Beach True Value, Ramsey Vinger Home, Harbor Beach Community Hospital, Albert Insurance Agency, Harbor Beach Community Schools, Ubley Motor Service, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team, our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole, coming all the way from Livonia, Michigan. Coming from Brighton, Michigan, our sideline reporter, Ed Klump, who's filling in for Dave next week. Kendall Anthes, our intern from Northwood University, the best spotter in the business, that'd be Dan Benke. And my name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight. It's hard not to. The Elby Bearcats victorious to improve to 11-0 and secure their fifth straight district title. They now host the Ithaca Yellow Jackets as they take out New Lothrop. All the details will be on WLWSports.com tomorrow morning for an entire game replay and a full stat summary. Until next time, go Bearcats. Good night. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network. When it comes to home improvement projects, there are only so many ways to complete the task the right way and about a million ways for it to go wrong. That's where your local Harbor Beach True Value store comes in. A wise man once told me that the key to a home plumbing project is a full tank of gas. So instead of running to that big box store 17 times to figure out what you need on your own while trying to look like you know what you're doing, why not head to your local hardware store that can help you reach your project's finish line? The friendly and experienced staff of Harbor Beach True Value have the knowledge and know-how of how to get the job done right the first time. They know the difference between inside and outside diameters of PVC. They know what questions to ask so that you can save time, money, and the headaches for whatever might be on that honey-do list. So when you're in need of plumbing supplies, HVAC, paint, DNR licenses, yard and garden items, or just that one random nut and bolt that went missing, you know where to go. That's your local hardware store in downtown Harbor Beach at the corner of 1st and State Street, just a block from the main light. Harbor Beach True Value. Locally owned and locally yours.